0: Guys, thank you so very much for joining us right here on Off The Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for July 27th, 2022. I am your host, JD, from New York. As always, coming to you from the OTS venue. Thank you guys so very much for joining me on your Wednesday evenings, wherever you may be. Jesse, what is going on, man? (laughs) What up, bro? Not much, man. How you doing tonight?
1: Man, I couldn't be better, man. Everything is good in the wrestling world, bro.
0: Yes, it is, man. Everything is good. Tony Khan gave us a great show tonight. Triple H is in charge. Triple H and Paul Heyman were in Nashville scouting the future of WWE, man. Vince is gone. It's a great week, bro.
1: It's a, it's a beautiful
0: thing, right? It is a great week. And this Dynamite was awesome tonight. Jesse, one of, the, one of the things that we actually talked about last week, and I touched upon it in my intro, is the show flowed very well tonight. It flowed a lot better than it did last week, and I went on off the script this past weekend. If you guys missed it, go check it out, episode 437 on the homepage of the channel. Uh, I talked about wasn't you know I wasn't really pleased with AEW's I guess direction going into last week and then when we got that Dynamite show it felt a little sloppy I, I I I thought it was probably one of their weakest weeks in a very very long time and one of the things that we touched upon was they need to slow it down they need to slow it down they need to take their time they need to let things breathe. It seems like Tony Khan is always after a bad week. He's always all ears to the ground. He's always got his eyes on you know a bunch of different opinions. It seemed like he slowed the show down tonight, where a lot
1: of important
0: things that happened on the show were allowed to breathe.
1: Well, absolutely, man. It seems like um, he is well aware that he is not in a, in a in an open highway anymore. No, there's some congestion. Yes, there's some traffic. He's got vehicles. He can he can get through it, but there's no more cruise control, bro. So you 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 think that Tony Khan was on cruise control? I think he was on cruise control as far as as I wouldn't say cruise control creatively, but I would say cruise control as far as being the the new kid on the block and the fresh shiny thing that all the talent wanted to wanted to be a, uh to be in and everything else. As far as the talent and the hardcore fans, AEW was the only game in town. Um, as of right now, it's an open world, man. I mean, it's I mean, shout out to pro wrestlers right now, man. If if you're a prominent pro wrestler, the world is your oyster, you know.
0: The world is your oyster, and you got a lot of options now. And you got one more option that opened up this week when Triple H was named head of talent relations and head of creative in WWE and it's funny you brought that up Jesse because it was legitimately the first thing on my plate tonight to start the show off with and I say this because it is definitely a big topic it is definitely something that a lot of people are talking about almost every major wrestling account had brought up the same topic of conversation and I brought it up on my show which I feel like we're as Yeah, both shows that I did on Friday and on Sunday, two of the biggest shows, two of the most important shows that I have ever personally sat in on with Vince McMahon and Triple H uh, and the power in WWE shifting. You know, a lot of people, Jesse, were claiming all the AEW talent that Tony Khan pretty much welcomed with open arms. That was basically NXT. Everybody's already predicting where they're going to go next, and Tony Khan you know, I, I had a discussion with somebody tonight about this, and I see how Tony Khan could be very disrespected by a lot of people, but by, by what has been said this week, he went on Busted Open Radio to discuss the changes in WWE and how they will impact the pro wrestling business, and two of the names, these, these are just two of the many names that were mentioned in this discussion Adam Cole and Malachi Black. Everybody knows Adam Cole's, you know, closeness to Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Malachi, you know, he was one of the very first from NXT, a big-name NXT guy to jump over to AEW. Two top NXT guys were Malachi and Adam Cole while under Triple H. And Tony Khan said this about them being locked into long-term deals with AEW. There's a lot of changes in pro wrestling. I think it's going to be positive for the fans overall. I'm a little amused that changes in the competition, people think it's going to magically change the landscape. Some of these accounts, Twitter, can be a fun place to follow, but some of the narratives I've seen every day for the last week are really amusing to me. You know, I've got people here signed for five years, and people think that just because the CEO, the chairman, head of creative, and those positions changed in the competition, people, I have five-year contracts with our going to magically switch teams. He says, good luck with that. Adam Cole is signed until 2027. I won't expect expect him to go anywhere. Malachi, almost five years left on his deal. I won't expect him to go anywhere. Just because these guys had previous success under a different administration doesn't mean they're going to go somewhere else. Those are two people I really like. Just examples of people that have worked under that previous administration now And I'm really amused by that. That's a narrative I see so-called wrestling writers pushing every day. It's pretty amusing, end quote. You could see how he's been disrespected this week, Jesse. I'm guilty of it as well, but I never said, oh, Adam Cole's immediately going to jump to WWE. I said that it is a possibility that some names, seeing how the reputation Triple H has developed for himself, now in control, some of those names, if they do get frustrated over the time, that they spent in AEW could realistically give WWE another shot. And I'm not talking just about Adam Cole or Malachi Black. I'm talking about a lot. There's There were, there were over 200 talents fired in the middle of the pandemic up until Vince was, uh, re, you know, he's gone. He's retired. A lot of talent, bro. So I could see how Tony Khan has been disrespected this week. And I don't blame him for coming out and pretty much setting the, the record straight with everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think, The people who said the things that they said, I think they may have phrased them the wrong way. Yeah. Either that or maybe Tony Khan took it the wrong way. But either way, either way, this is fantastic for wrestling all around, man. I mean, I know, you know, a lot of people have been throwing the forbidden door thing around. I know it comes off as like, don't be ridiculous. But the thing is, is it really, though? You know, Triple H was all about a forbidden door before AEW was ever even exist even in existence. Yeah. So with him in charge, with his wife running things, um, I don't think I mean, and these wrestlers are all fucking friends, dude, and they're all down to do business. They're all down to do business, so it's all about cre- the, the the right creative being in place. I don't think it's far fetched, man. I don't think it's far fetched at all. So when the dust is settled, you know, when Triple H is Got his feet planted. Triple H just hit, his plate is full. He doesn't have time to talk about AEW or Forbidden Doors right now. He has a lot of fucking work to do. Yeah. So when he gets done, you know, give him a couple of years or something like that. Is there a possible cross promotion? You, goddamn right there is, man. Without a, without a doubt there is. I mean, there's not tomorrow, but but why not? It's, it's 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 only money to be made in a situation like that. It's only money to be made for both sides. So Tony Khan, he has a, I even texted you about it before. I said, AEW has a problem, man. I wouldn't necessarily say like an out of business problem, but it's not a, hey, just leave them and come to me and, you know, I'll take care of you. No, now Tony Khan's got to open the wallet up for real, for real. Now Triple H got the machine behind him, dude. Now he's got the wallet behind him and he's got the creative behind him. And wrestlers love this guy they love management now they 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 left wwe because of management and management alone and management and AEW took them in they are also you know well liked. or they got else. fired and
0: they had no choice in the matter
1: or to get fired and no choice you know either that you know one or the other but the options are there it is now not ridiculous to say hey i think i want to go to wwe
0: No, it's not. That's not
1: ridiculous at all. No, it's not. ridiculous. No, there's still there's still a little bit of a waiting period here. Let's I mean, if if, if I'm a talent, let's see how it unfolds. You know what I'm saying? Give it a few months at the very least. But yeah, man, one call from Triple H. If I'm a talent, and whatever he tells me now, I believe it. Every word of it.
0: Yeah. And it's also a situation where and I I find this narrative funny because people are going to be doing this to me. And I know several others. They may. Yeah, then They may do it to you, too, Jesse, but you, just because you're affiliated with me and you're associated with this show. But I see a lot of people saying, oh, oh, WWE, JD's a WWE shill now. He's a Triple H mark. Motherfucker, I've been a Triple H mark ever since day one of NXT. So is Jesse. Jesse knows what that man is capable of because we watched Triple H pretty much run the best wrestling promotion in all of the world with NXT. Never mind fucking the United States, all the world. It was the most perfect product that you could ask for if you're a yeah. pro wrestling fan. So... What I find funny is that people are now going to call me a WWE shill. Meanwhile, we were never WWE shills, AEW shills. We only wanted the product to be the way we know it can be. Yes. We love WWE. We love wrestling. We want to see yes. it succeed. We want to see AEW succeed. That, that is it. So we're not shills for anything. We're shills for good wrestling. So that narrative, you, you could burn in a fucking fire, okay? Secondly... I love the fire of Tony Khan. I love the intensity of Tony Khan because if there's one fucking guy, Jesse, that we've come to know and appreciate, when he gets riled up like this, sometimes it's probably best for his business because he usually puts on fucking can't-miss shows and he does his best work when he's riled up like this. So if this discussion and these topics that he's so adamant about, and that Triple H taking over, I don't think Tony Khan is going to, like you said, just roll over and just put whatever out on television... This is going to this is going to level AEW up and it's going to create a competition that I don't think we've ever seen before. And I think this is going to be good for both sides if you're a fan of WWE and if you're a fan of AEW. The competition is going to be
1: wild and that's what I'm here for. That's all I want. It is we win. We win. I win. You win. Everyone in this chat. We win with the change that just happened in WWE, guys. It's about to get really Really fucking good over the next few years in pro wrestling. I'm talking attitude era good. I'm talking it's gonna be good. I don't know about those seven, eight ratings anymore. That ain't gonna happen. No. But as far as a fan is concerned, we're gonna get that level of storytelling and that level of wrestling from two different companies who now have the ability to just you know throw some tongue in cheek at each other and And just do little things here and there. Maybe we see a cross-promotion. Maybe not. Maybe we'll see some crap talking. Who knows? But the thing is, I think we're on equal playing fields at this point. You know, WWE had the machine, but AEW had the talent. They had the creative. You know, they had the backstage environment that everyone wanted. But now, WWE, after they changed management, they're in a little bit of a level playing field as it becomes to the hardcore fans and the talent wanting to have a stable um, um, employment and things like that. I am loving this. I'm, I'm more loving it for the talent. Because like I've said many, many a times, I'm not just a wrestling fan, dude. I mean, like you, like me, we welcome these people into our homes. I want what's best for them, man. Yeah. I don't want them to be on TV doing suplexes on on, on Wednesday and then have to go home and figure out how to feed their families that night. That's, that's bullshit, man. Yeah. So I'm glad this is going to put money in everyone's pockets as long as they are out there hustling and breaking their ass to be a pro wrestler.
0: Change, folks. Change is coming, and change is a beautiful thing. And uh, I think this weekend is going to be a very interesting one to watch. Just keep an eye out on what happens at SummerSlam because Triple H is in charge, and we know what that man is capable of. And Tony Khan, you know, it's going to light a fire under his ass. I know it will. I don't expect anything less from him. I, I've been in his presence uh, uh, quite a few times. I know I know how riled up he gets. I know how passionate about this he is. He's not going to let this shit just, you know, consume him, and he's not going to listen to these fucking geeks online, you know, throw, throw dirt on AEW's name and throw dirt on his name. Oh, look at all the talent that AEW's got. They're going to immediately jump ship. Motherfucker, Tony Khan is not going to let that happen. He's going to keep everybody where they are and keep everybody as happy as possible, unless unless you're Jonathan Gresham, which I, I want to get your opinion on a little bit later, Jesse, because that was a whole fucking can of worms that got opened up this past weekend with the Ring of Honor show. The oh, I'm sorry again. No, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I'll, I'll come around to that. Time. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, the other big thing that happened tonight, outside of the uh, the whole power shift in WWE and Tony Khan getting a little fired up about it. Finally, we got Trio Championships announced in AEW. We were wondering where they were. Tony Khan mentioned that uh, they were made, and they were probably sitting in his closet somewhere in his fucking 12-bedroom uh, mansion. Uh, we, we got Trio Championships, Jesse, and it is great. They look gorgeous, just like every other title in AEW. And I find it funny, bro, how we got this announcement. They will be crowned all out. There will be a tournament. I can't fucking wait for it. And I find it funny, man. Tonight, they announced the Trio Championships, and then in the same night, and it may have something to do with it. It may factor into it. It may not. But AEW announced its Toronto, Canada debut on Wednesday, October 12th and 13th. That is a Wednesday and a Thursday. Now, I'll get to that in a second. But the trio's Championships, Jesse, there was a rumor going around that Meltzer was talking about Kenny Omega imminently coming back. There's a major plan for him. This is going to be the introduction, hopefully, to Kenny Omega coming back. Do you believe that all of this has to do with Kenny Omega coming back to AEW Television? How great is the Trio Championships going to be on AEW Television
1: finally, man, with all the plethora of tag
0: teams that they have in this
1: company? Well, the rumors were there that that Kenny will be back by All Out. And we got the announcement of the Trio's titles yes. at All Out. Um, I, don't, I don't know if Kenny's coming back to jump right into the Trio's titles division. Um, so I don't know. So, with 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 the with the announcement of the titles rushed because of the news of this week, maybe. But here's the thing: if we get this kind of news, this kind of news from last week, you know, the single biggest person in the history of all of pro wrestling has stepped down from power, and the guy that the fans hope would take over creative the most is in power if you did absolutely nothing at all to try to boost some, some kind of interest and, and, and the, and the level of your show, if you did nothing at all, then I'm ashamed of you as a promoter. Yeah. You do something. I'm not saying you rewrite the whole goddamn show and, and toss everything and start over. No, 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 no. But at the very least you should be out there, you know, in the back with that pep talk. Let's get them out there. Let's get it going. You know, this is still the spot to be in and, there should be a sense of urgency and a sense of, hey, all right, now it's a game, you know, let's go, you know? I mean, if if you're if you're the 90s Bulls, you know, playing, you know, I don't know, fucking, fucking L.A. or something like that, and Jordan goes down hurt, and you start, you know, wamping on the Bulls, you know, now you're kicking their ass, if Jordan comes back, you don't sit and fold your arms and say, well, this is over, we're fucked, let's go home. No, do you say all right, fuck it. Jordan's back. We still going to do what we do. You still do what you do. You up your level, you batch the intensity. You just you don't pretend nothing happened. AEW pretending that the the shift in management didn't happen in WWE is the very same as WWE trying to say that oh, AEW is not competition. It's bullshit.
2: Yeah.
0: I I do I do think that you are correct. I do think that the trails championships were uh or the announcement of the trio championships were sped up because of what happened here. I absolutely believe that. And I do think that they wanted to, on what looked to be on paper, just another ho-hum episode of dynamite. You know, that was an exciting announcement that got everybody to pop in the community on social media. And that's exactly what Tony Khan is looking for. He's looking for that pop. He's looking for that excitement. And a lot of people have been anticipating these titles for basically a year and a half now. So we, we got Either. those championships, they were announced, and a tournament is going to be announced soon. Uh, you can imagine who's going to be in this thing. Uh, pretty much all the heavy hitters are going to be in this thing because there are plenty of teams to fill out an eight-team trios tournament, and they will be crowned at All Out. And the announcement with Toronto on the Toronto debut, October 12th and October ter- 13th, I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but it was something that I immediately had focused on Jesse, they announced Wednesday, October twelfth, and Rampage Thursday, October thirteenth. So, what does that mean? I mean, that's very, that's very in your face, but no explanation behind it. Are we, are we getting Rampage on Thursday night instead of Fridays in October in the fall? And are they
1: moving to a normal time slot? Um, could it be a, could it be a baseball thing? What do you mean? Uh, just moving moving that particular show for a, a, a game on Friday or something like that. I or, don't or know when the World
0: Series takes place.
1: Uh, when the World Series, So it's in October. It's uh, right around. But TBS doesn't carry the World Series, though, do they?
0: No, they usually carry, I believe, one of the division games or uh, I games. think maybe like the NLCS or the ALCS, depending on what uh, they got for the year. But it could be could hey, okay. be. I know a lot of people already pin- pinpointing that as oh my god, rampage is on Thursday. They're moving
1: to Thursday in the fall. I, I would, I mean, no, we no, would like they, to hope so, but no, when they no when they when, when when they did a move, they they let us know way in advance. It was announced. It wasn't a big secret. that's no shit like that. So yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look too far into that at all. It's probably just a special circumstance. Maybe the postseason. Maybe you know, just scheduling. Who maybe knows, hockey? I mean? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, probably a one off.
0: So they announced Toronto. You guys are going to get a banger show, no doubt about it. Tony Khan is going to be all guns blazing going into Toronto for the first time. So you guys are going to get something really, really nice. And they were uh, hyping up the Quake by the Lake as well, which is taking place in August. So that's going to be happening right before All Out. It's going to be great. They got, they got a couple of things lined up for themselves, and that was uh, the Trios Championships and the uh, Toronto date were the two big news articles coming out of AEW tonight, and that's very very exciting. Now, if we get into some of the happenings on the show tonight, I thought tonight's show flowed very nicely. I, I do still think, and I don't know who's watching this. I, I can only give you guys my my honest opinion as a fan, and Jesse could give you his honest opinion. I do still think they could slow a few things down, and I will pinpoint. Then when we get on with the show, but Jesse, we got two major happenings tonight. We got jungle boy and hook. I really want to focus on, let's start with jungle boy, jungle boy, luchasaurus, Christian cage, jungle boy, called Christian cage a pussy and Christian promises to put jungle boy in the dirt to lay beside his father, which I, th- I thought was fucking fantastic. Um, the explanation of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Let's touch on that because I know that was a big thing coming out of last week's show and we were all wondering what was going to be the explanation as far as why Luchasaurus, after having such a promising package as a heel, all of a sudden joined Jungle Boy again. From my understanding, Jesse, and, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, it, it sounded like Jungle Boy was the only one In Luchasaurus's eyes, that was gonna be able to get to Christian Cage, not anybody else. There was Luchasaurus there, aligned with Christian Cage. He played him for a fool, and he did it because he wanted Jungle Boy to be the first and only guy to get his hands on Christian Cage. Um, And that was the explanation that was given. Do you buy that? Do you accept that as a plausible excuse here, legitimate explanation? Or are you disappointed in it? Now, I don't mind it, but the thing is, you sold us on a luchasaurus heel turn that had major, major upside, and I'm just disappointed in the fact that you gave us that, and now we're getting this kind of ho-hum explanation. Now, before I give Jesse the floor, we could still get a luchasaurus heel turn. Luchasaurus could still be in cahoots with with Christian Cage, and we don't fucking know. But I just find it difficult to believe that he was a babyface, turned heel- Went back to Babyface and joined Jungle Boy, only to turn heel again. I don't know if that's going to be a legit, you know, thing that the fans look at as hey, it's it's good. I mean, I, I think it may turn people off. What do you think?
1: I think it's, I think we're still I think we're still in the let it play out phase right now, and let let's see how it plays out because two consistencies here: Luchasaurus is still wearing black. He was he was not yes. wearing black before. He was wearing green. Yes. Um. And also, and this is the, and this is the bigger issue, or the biggest tell. Luchasaurus has not said shit. Yes, he has not said a word. He said nothing through all of this. And I think what we do for this story is, I think we wait until Luchasaurus speaks at the very least. Christian Cage so, um, also Christian Cage also admitted in his promo
0: that he knows Jungle Boy's secrets. Who he knows yes. these secrets from, we don't know. It could be Jungle Boy, it could be Luchasaurus, it could be somebody else that uh, we haven't seen introduced to this storyline yet. So he went out there and he said, I know Jungle Boy's secrets, and what are those secrets? We don't know. So again, we got another cliffhanger there, and they're, they're, they're leading you into being interested, even though we were kind of turned off last week with Luchasaurus joining Jungle Boy.
1: Yeah, yeah, so here's what here's what I think they need to do with this going forward. I mean it looks like they're already going going in the direction of Luchasaurus is actually heal and he's gonna double down on this turn you know in the next week or two. It looks like that's where they're going and and if that's the case, good that's good um Fucking fantastic in this Luchasaurus heel turn. Since we got a promo from Anna J with the J A S. Good God, no more of that, please. Yeah, no. now we'll touch upon that too. That was uh, that was pretty rough. No more of that. Yes, but since they went on ahead and decided to pull the trigger on an Anna J heel turn, they need to incorporate her into Christian and Luchasaurus. Somehow they need to have. I don't know if they want to have Christian making out with Anna J or with Luchasaurus, or just bring them on in to have her kick Jungle Boy's ass. But maybe that's a part of the secret that he knows about Jungle Boy. Maybe it's Anna J. But the Anna J factor um, in the JAS makes almost no sense to me. But if we put it in the Luchasaurus Jungle Boy Christian Cage story, it seems that we can get significantly more heat that way well
0: jungle boy did mention that uh christian cage i don't know if this is legit or not or maybe they were just playing it up for the sake of the storyline went through a divorce
1: yeah i don't know if that's true or not at
0: all uh, I, have no I don't, I don't know i mean he he did say that i mean jungle boy was on fucking fire it was probably the best promo he's ever cut i mean he was he said uh you guys want fucking tv 14 back on monday night i'm gonna give you fucking tv 14 tonight on on TBS." But yeah. um I don't know if that's legit or not. Maybe that factors into what you just said, and maybe Anna Jay does get involved here.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would that would be great. And again, yeah, I don't know, I don't know if 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 Christian, I don't know if Jay is actually going through a divorce or not. I have no clue. But it shouldn't matter. If it's in the story, then it's in the story, then that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? So but yeah, I I don't know where they're going with this Anna J with J A S, but it already seems like it's it's not working. No. so I'm hoping they use her instead over here since I mean, it, it would not be the, the idea I would have rolled with from the beginning. But since they already turned her heel at this point, I think it would serve better in, in that storyline rather than the ones that she's in.
0: Yeah, I like it. I, I think that works. And uh yes, please take Anna Jay away from Tay Conti because Jesse and his texts every fucking week. J, uh, JD, they're coming. They're coming, bro. They're coming. Yes, bro. Tag team titles for the women's division are coming. Bro, bro please shut the fuck up, man. I'm Seriously, sorry, you, you got to stop texting me. This fucking garbage. I'm sorry, man. TK, please, if you listen, bro, please. No, no women's tag team titles. None. No, no please, women's please. Tag titles. No. Please, 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 please.
1: No. no. For the love none. of God.
0: For the love of God, please, no. Ugh. They will not work here. They will not. There's too many titles as it is. We don't need women's tag team titles, okay? Yes. They need to be where Sasha and Naomi threw the other ones. Or where Cora Jade and fucking Roxanne Perez threw the other ones. Get rid of them. The other big thing that happened... I'm sorry, Jess, again.
1: What if he brings in Mercedes and Naomi with women's tag team titles? That's a pretty ballsy move. You know what I'm saying? Since they they pretty much got rid of them in WWE... And then they come in, have a tournament, or what the fuck ever. I mean, they come in and ring Mercedes and I. Bro, just, just
0: just for the simple fact that it is absolutely a low blow and the biggest prick move you could possibly do if you're Tony Khan. I give my stamp of approval on that. That would be
1: fucking great. I would, I would laugh my ass off. Bring them in as women's tag team champions where bro. did these belts come from i don't, <laughs> don't know i from. got them off john lauren
0: <laughs> desk i just gave them a quick revamp
1: <laughs> that would be fucking great no explanations come in as champions start defending <laughs> why not why not it's sasha banks who gives a fuck man right just give her a championship whatever <laughs> that'd be great people would hate it. they gotta come in as heels and do it dude
0: <laughs> listen i'm tony Khan. i'm doing that bro Okay. I take that out of all the fucking talk seriously, no no women's titles. But if you're gonna do that and introduce them, fine. I'm on board. I'm on it's board. At least we know that they'll be in good
1: hands. Yeah, dude. That that's fucking that's you talking about they they brought they brought Malachi over and continued his continuity with his eye. Yeah. Bring in these women and have them already come through the door as tag team women's champions with zero explanation, dude. That would be fucking epic, man.
0: Love it. The other big thing that happened tonight was, and I thought this was fucking fantastic. I thought the way Tony Khan had booked this was absolutely brilliant. I had people saying, oh, I would have done it at all out, or I wouldn't have done it here. This was absolutely perfect, and the organic reaction from the crowd is what made it incredible. Hook, Jesse, Hook wins the FTW Championship tonight on Dynamite. Ricky Starks, we'll get to him in a little bit. Ricky Starks wrestled Denhausen tonight, destroyed him. Spear, one, two, three. Ricky Starks was not trolling like he was last week. He says, I still got a lot left in the tank tonight. I want another open challenge. And no, I'm not trolling you this time. I'm legitimately going to, you know, live up to my word here. Out comes Hook, and we hear Hook's theme music. Crowd goes fucking crazy. Taz is going crazy on commentary. And he gets in there, Jesse. We got a quick little banger of a match, and it was. Good for the two, two and a half minutes that it was. Crowd went crazy. Hook tapped out Ricky Starks and won the FTW championship tonight. And it remains in Team Taz. We talked about this legitimately. I don't know if it was last week or the week before that. Saying that Hook should win the FTW title and pretty much be a... Have it be a stepping stone for him. Just like Taz had brought it in and created it. And built this stepping stone for himself in the industry. And now it's on his son which is great. This was perfect, bro. Everything about it just cohesively went together. The fact that it had Ricky Starks and Hook in the ring over the title, the fact that he came out over uh Danhausen and there was a connection between Hook and Danhausen. it all just flowed beautifully together. And we'll get to the heel turn of Will Hobbs in a second, but, man, this was, this was brilliant stuff. It really was.
1: This was... No notes, dude. No fucking notes. This... This was perfect from A to Z, and yeah. everything they did in this fucking segment. Yeah, nothing went wrong. Everything was flawless. Shout out to Ricky Starks for putting Hook over the way he did. Um, shout out to uh, the Worcester crowd for that pop for Hook. Shout out to Taz for the training he did with his son. Tyler, and shout-out to Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is going to be a fantastic fucking baby face, man. Did you see that? Yes. Um, anybody, and I i know he hates it.
0: I don't know if he watches the show, but uh, we're going to jump on that bandwagon. Anybody that compares Ricky Starks to The Rock from this day on, get the fuck out of the venue. We're, we're, not, we're, not, we're, not, we're not doing man. that here. Ricky Starks is Ricky Starks. I've seen a new Ricky Starks tonight. i seen a different Ricky Starks, a more hungry Ricky Starks, a Ricky Starks that knows where he needs to be a Ricky Starks that knows he should have been where he thinks he should be uh, minus all the other happenings that happened before this, you know, injuries and wasn't the right time or just be patient and whatever he talked about. He knows where he belongs. And I think the fans are on board with that as well. And they never really left his side. I think a lot of people are, uh, are pretty much uh, adamant about what he said tonight in his promo, but yes, he did put over hook. Great. And I thought everything flowed brilliantly. Ricky Starks cut the promo of probably his career, or what was going to be the promo of his career. The little that he said was fucking incredible. And then the plan, Jesse, to take Ricky Starks to the next level was enhanced by Will Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs turning heel, absolutely leveling Ricky Starks with one of the most vicious clotheslines I've seen, knocking his head off his shoulders, and we have a split of a tag team. Now, I got a lot of flack on on Twitter for this oh it's too soon why did they do that I wanted to see them as a tag team I don't know what you guys are complaining about we have how many fucking tag teams in this yes. company and we have swerving Keith Lee who are two singles guys holding the tag team titles representing those titles very well we don't need another two singles guys going for the tag team championships Ricky Starks is at a level where he needs to go on his own and powerhouse Hobbs has done absolutely fantastic as far as the
1: singles got and the growth that we've seen, why do we want to keep these guys back in a tag team? Why no, no, this this episode could easily just be labeled as the evolution of Team Taz. Yeah. Every everybody. Um Hook is definitely up a level. Fucking Starks is definitely up a level, and so is Hobbs. Everybody, everybody in Team Taz went up a level individually in their own right and this was perfect dude I, I i saw absolutely nothing wrong with anything that happened in this segment all the perfect timing the great buildup the beating of dan housing hook coming out to say i'll take care of this shit fucking taz back there mark it out I mean, i'm pretty sure fucking taz cried his ass off back there tonight in Gorilla, man, and Grilla, man and and good for him man good for him this is fucking great
0: you know no, we don't, you don't we don't normally see shocking moments in in, in pro wrestling I mean, I'm not gonna say this is one of the most shocking moments of all time but it, it legitimately took us by surprise because nobody was expecting that tonight with yeah. Hobbs turning on Ricky Starks I was like I was like what the fuck I was like holy shit like what the fuck did we just see so yeah. I, I mean I, I appreciate those moments because those are very far and few between you know so w- we we got that tonight and you know, I think that as a community, as, as, a, as a general community, we know how great Ricky Starks is. We know how good Powerhouse Hobbs has been. You know, I, I even said this could be the breakout year for Powerhouse Hobbs. From this point on, going into, into 2023, I, I said maybe maybe he could start developing himself into the Bobby Lashley of AEW, and that's that's high price because Bobby Lashley's fucking great. I mean, imagine yeah. imagine Powerhouse Hobbs, bro, developing into something like that as a singles guy. That is that is something that I can't wait for because I know
1: that's in there with him. Yeah, dude, the the options that they have right now to go with this particular trio of guys is amazing, dude. Because you could even you could even come full circle. You could even come back and have Taz um side with Hobbs and then have hook side with Taz and Hobbs and they just kick Ricky Starks out basically. You know, or who? I mean, it. There, you can do so many different things with this because maybe you don't. Maybe you don't want to leave Hobbs by himself just yet. Maybe you want to leave him with Taz. That's why I started thinking that at first. You know, but does Taz turn on 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 Hook? Maybe not right about now. No. But but who knows? you can do so fucking much with this, though. That's 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 the fun part about it. You can do so much. I mean, I'm looking forward to a Hobbs and um and Ricky Stark's feud now at this point. You know what? What is Hook gonna say about it? How is Taz gonna feel about it? This is gonna be fucking interesting, man. Bro,
0: I'm looking forward to a lot of things. Hobbs versus fucking Wardlow.
1: Oh man, you know
0: it's. Yeah. I mean, it's just the beginning. I, I I can't I can't wait for his continued growth. And you know it, it really goes to it really goes to show you what Tony Khan does on a week to week basis. Yeah, you got your your absolute fucking banger shows, and you got your top level talent. You got your punks and your Bryans and your Moxleys and your Miros and and your Adam Cole's and your Kenny Omega's and the Young Bucks, yeah, yes, you could you could fill those guys onto a fucking episode, and it's going to be an absolute banger. But when you got episodes like this, Jesse, it really makes you appreciate what Tony Khan does for Dynamite and how he he books Dynamite. We saw Ricky Starks break out tonight more so than any time that we've seen Ricky Starks in AEW. Will Hobbs took it to the next level as far as his career goes. Daniel Garcia absolutely took it to the next level for his career tonight in that match with Brian Roosh had a great fucking match with John Moxley. These are guys that... And Garcia's been on TV because he's with Jericho. But Starks and Hobbs, they've been fighting for TV time. And you got Roosh who's fighting for TV time. These guys are grabbing the fucking TV time that they're giving, bro, and they're absolutely killing it. And they are all better off for it, which in turn makes Tony Khan better off for it because now he's got these extra guys coming along and he's not going to be afraid to put them on TV or find TV time for them anymore because... Of the of the work that these guys showed tonight,
1: yeah, yeah, dude. Um, I'm I'm really I've never been I've never been this high and excited on what's going on with Team Taz. I thought this segment was done to absolute perfection, dude. Couldn't have I mean this I couldn't have done it any better myself. This was fucking perfect. I want to see where Hook goes with this. Yep, I'm expecting Hook to hold on to that fucking title as he's just fucking you know going through the roster, you know, at his own pace. Um. Man, it do so much, so much, dude. Good for Hook, man. Good for Ricky. The Ricky Starks is about to be a main eventer, bro. And I don't want to leave out Dante
0: Martin and Sammy Guevara. We know how good Sammy is, and Dante Martin had a very good match with Sammy Guevara tonight. And uh, I mean, I, I find it laughable when people tell me I, I hear this shit, you know, pretty regularly. Tony Khan doesn't build new stars. AEW doesn't have any new stars. What the fuck are you talking about? Tony Khan is building new stars every week. The right fuck are you talking about?
1: Right in front, of you. I I, I, text, I text. There was about you. seven
0: on tonight's show. What are you watching?
1: I, I text you. I, I I text JD tonight. We were watching the fucking the Sammy Guevara and Dante Martin match, and I said, right now in this match, you're looking at you're looking at a future AEW pay per view main event. These two guys right here, easily. And I could see it. I mean, easily down the road for whatever title it could be for a TNT title. I mean, who knows. These two are going to be the future of the company one day.
0: You know, and, you know, just a quick side note on the FTW title. Yes, it's not a recognized title by by AEW, but, I mean, nobody has any room to fucking complain about the FTW title and anything that's going on with that. When we got the 24-7 title still rampant, running rampant on, on fucking Monday night. This was the first Monday that we didn't get it because Triple H was back in charge and I know he's going to burn that fucking thing into goddamn <laughs> ash. Thing but, uh, I mean, you can't complain about it. You know, the 24-7 yeah. title is a fucking clown title. You go to Clown University and that's where they give you a graduation. This, at least, this fucking competitive matches and it's building the talent that holds it. So, yeah, I mean, this is, this it may not Taz, be recognized this, but it's fucking doing its
1: job. This was, this was Taz's title. He brought it in, you know, for his crew to hold and as of right now, his son is holding it. So... I mean, it's it's still just a title that Taz brought in. It's not officially recognized. Doesn't have to be. His son is holding on to the Team Taz title, though. I mean, let it be. You know, yeah. It's fine. Yeah, I think that's. I
0: mean, who who, who, better? Yeah, who better? Who better than, than than Hook to hold that championship? Yeah.
1: Came so out, came out with his dad's colors on and everything, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, he came out wearing the orange, the orange uh, boxing trunks. It's fucking great, man. It's fucking great. So, guys, we're going to get into the rest of Dynamite. Those are the major happenings on the show tonight. We're still going to talk about Brian and Daniel Garcia, which I thought was a fucking tremendous main event. Nothing on the line, just two great professional wrestlers going at it. That was in the main event tonight. We got Moxley and Roosh for the interim AEW title. We got Chris Jericho challenging John Moxley at uh, Quake by the Lake for the interim AEW championship, which makes me, w- which makes me wonder what the world championship's going to be at All Out. Could we see Punk come back? I know Punk was... Uh, supposedly limping at the Chicago Comic-Con this past weekend, or actually San Diego Comic-Con. Never mind the Chicago Comic. That's not yet. That's a little bit down the line. San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. I don't know if he's going to show up at all out, but we will definitely see. And then Thunder Rosa and that championship match against uh, Yamashita tonight. So we'll talk about all that. Uh, still a lot left to come. And Swervers in action as well against Tony Anise and Mark Sterling. But Jesse, we're going to start off with the John Moxley-Rouche match. This was an interim AEW World Championship match. And Rouche actually wrestled his brother, Dragon Lee, at Ring of Honor, Death Before Dishonored. Jesse, did you did you watch Ring of
1: Honor at all yet?
0: Or did. did you miss out on the show?
1: I did. No, I, I did watch it. Man, what a fucking fantastic wrestling show, man. Unbelievable. Fucking great, man. That was fun. Did you see Rouche and Dragon Lee? Yes, yes. It's, um... So for me, you know, and I'm gonna, I'm just going to speak for me. It 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 was kind of it was I want not say it was hard, but it took a little bit to get into because if you if you're not familiar with the guys in the ring, you know, it's kind of hard to just sit down and just watch a match from cold, you know, but they they worked me in the match cuz you know, come the middle of the in the match I was I was into it. I was into the story being told, you know, with the brothers and everything else. Um, fantastic fucking wrestling match. I wish I knew more about the guys, but shame on me for not watching them, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Ring of Honor was a tremendous show on, uh, on Saturday night. I did the, the post show on Saturday. And if you guys want to go check that out, it's on the homepage. We apparently have 25,000 buys so far. That's not even counting, uh, traditional cable television. So this will probably be in the top three for Ring of Honor shows of all time. So for anybody that says Ring of Honor is not, uh, thriving the way it used to, I mean... Uh, Tony Khan's a very analytic guy the numbers are uh, shutting a lot of people up so that's a good thing to see John Moxley and Roosh this was hard hitting I I felt like there was a sense of urgency in this match Jesse coming out of the kind of fumbled barbed wire match that closed last week's show Uh, I thought this was a fantastic open it was hard hitting we got John Moxley bleeding within the first 90 seconds typical of uh, a John Moxley match in AEW (laughs) typical of an AEW match in general there's a lot of blood on these shows Um, but Roosh stood out tonight as somebody that's not to be fucked with, man. He is, and I hope we see him, Andrade, maybe we get Dragon Lee in that stable for the trios. Uh, I think Roosh is going to be a major player, bro. He really, and I knew how good he was coming into AEW. I wasn't really familiar with him, uh, at the beginning of his Ring of Honor world title run, but... I knew of him and knew how good he was, and I knew his affiliation with Andrade, and I knew it was uh, a lot similar to what Andrade brought to the table. He he's fucking incredible. He is so good, bro. I got a complaint about Rouge, man. He doesn't sell.
1: No, I didn't think that he doesn't sell. I didn't notice that. I don't know.
0: I don't know. Maybe he. Maybe he's. Uh, maybe he.
1: Maybe he's just all over the place, man. He's just very go 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 go. I don't know. He. how how does he get? His body's so fucking tan. Does he put, like, <laughs> fucking baby powder on his face to counter it? Why is he so fucking pale versus... Uh, dude, less tan or do your face? What the fuck? You, what are you doing? That's now? what you're complaining about? Yeah, well, what? Am I gonna complain about his fucking wrestling? Are you fucking crazy? Have we gotten Roosh versus Phoenix yet?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Oh. I don't think so. But we're going to because the build is there. My the story God. is there. So Roosh, Roosh attacked us for the Bell. Friday yeah, versus the Lucha Bros. Yeah. We may be looking at an all-out show, man. All-out all out match. Man. Man, man, man. Roosh is awesome, dude. Roosh is fucking amazing. He attacked Moxley for, before the Bell. Moxley was uh, kind of entertaining the crowd, and Roosh said, fuck this shit. It's a world title match. I'm going right after you. He sent Moxley into the barricade. Match started as Roosh brought Moxley back into the ring, attacking him with some vicious clotheslines, Biting his face, which busted open John Moxley. Uh, Moxley, um, he was bleeding at this point. Jose distracted the official. Roosh swung a chair at Moxley. Moxley, thank God, got out of the way. And he took Roosh out with a suicide dive, which looked absolutely fantastic. Vertical suplex on the floor. So they get back in the ring. They start trading shops back and forth. Roosh got the better of the exchange with John Moxley. Big super kick and a power slam. He brought Moxley back outside to the floor. Choked him with an electrical cord on the outside. So, we go through a commercial break. We're back. Suplex allowed Moxley to get some breathing room away from Roosh. Another strike exchange between the two. They traded German suplexes. Moxley was uh, in a position to finally take Roosh down with that King Kong lariat. Turned him inside out. Rouche cut him off with a snap German for a cover. Only got a two count. Rouche then looked to uh, get a cross face. Moxley reversed it into kicking Rouche's head. Rouche returned with an overhead belly to belly that sent Moxley into the turnbuckle upside down. He tried to use a superplex. Moxley bit Rouche's face to get some revenge from earlier in the match. All of a sudden, Andrade comes in. He shoves Moxley off the top rope, crotches him on the top rope. The Lucha brothers then come out, chase Andrade into the crowd. And Moxley rolled up Roosh coming off the top rope for a two count. So he didn't even know this this happened. Andrade didn't even realize Andrade was out there. He he vanished like fucking Batman. Moxley counted the bull's horns. The the, the bull's horns. If you you don't know what the bull's horns is, it's Roosh's finishing move, guys. He does like Andrade does before he does that... uh, Those knees in the corner, those double knees, but this is a fucking missile drop kick, a shotgun drop kick into the corner with uh, pure precision. Unbelievable stuff. He went for that. He ate a lariat from Moxley. Roosh returned fire with a straight jacket pile driver, which looked devastating. Moxley avoided another bull's horns attempt. Locked on a rear naked choke. Roosh headbutted out of it. right into a death rider. Only got a two count off the death rider. Moxley then applied another chokehold, and that was pretty much it. And he beats Roosh with the bulldog choke. And the match itself was fine. The match itself was very good. Gr- great open. It was after the match where we heard Judas. Judas hit the PA. Jericho's out there with Sammy and Angela Parker and Tay Conti and Anna Jay, who's wearing this very tight, very bright red latex leather outfit. She looked fantastic. I wish she sounded just as fantastic, but uh, beggars can't be choosers. So Parker demanded the AEW Galaxy to shut up. You're not singing Judas. They shut the music off. And Jericho congratulated Moxley on an amazing match before putting over the JAS. He said, Anna J. called him last week wanting an opportunity. And Anna J. said in the most shriek like voice, Jesse, she says she's Anna J. A. S. And then she starts frantically pointing at people in the crowd I'm going to choke you out. I could choke you out. I could choke you out. And the octaves of her voice, Jesse, are going higher and higher and higher. And I, and I found myself putting my fingers in my ears. I don't need Anna Jay to cut promos if they're going to sound like that, bro. I, I don't know what it is, but someone needs to work on her delivery.
1: No, no. I don't, I mean, I don't think Anna Jay is built to be a heel. And I'm saying this and putting it on record. So if it turns out that she can prove me wrong, so be it. So be it. I came out here and said Britt Baker sucked. No, she came out here and proved me wrong. I'm coming out here and saying N.I.J. cannot work heel. If she can prove me wrong, great. But I'm telling you right now, the way it's looking right now, this was a very bad move to turn her heel. She's such a beloved baby face, and she's not playing a heel very well just yet. Well, I mean, to be fair, it's only, it's only one, one week. I understand that. I understand that. But she is very—it's it, it's, it's one week into the turn, and it's also basically a week into her career. Let's establish her as a lovable baby face. Make that first heel turn mean something. She just she just started wrestling. She's already got her first turn in, and she's still a beloved baby face. They could have saved that one for a little while, man.
0: Now, did we did we get anything on? Uh, I'm not sure how how often you keep up with being the elite. Did we get anything from Johnny Hungy and Dark Order as far as Anna Jay leaving the Dark Order?
1: No, they just they just said they just said uh, they 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 kind of mentioned it on the on us on us on the. On the on the sly a little bit, but then basically said, "Well, it's Evil Uno's birthday. Let's focus on that instead. We'll focus on Anna later." Blah blah blah. But basically, no, no, no mention of it just yet. Nothing. They, about they mentioned that. it. They, they mentioned it, but they didn't get into it. She wasn't there.
0: All right. So we got Anna J A S. She says she's the sexiest and toughest, and she'll prove it by choking everybody out and get your mind out of the gutter, geeks in the chat. Yes, okay. Anna J can choke you any day of the week. Yes, and I'm not talking about that way. Okay, please. But we got Jericho complaining about Eddie Kingston, brutalizing him is breaking, and breaking his nose. Jericho apparently has legitimately suffered a broken nose. He looks terrible. He's still the wizard, though. Maybe he could uh, magically give himself uh, a new nose. I don't know. So he's got a broken nose, and Eddie Kingston left him in a pool of his own blood, and he said that he had to be cut out of barbed wire webs last week, and it was like he was a horsefly. He stressed that he beat Kingston, though. He did beat Eddie Kingston. He says he's also going to beat Mox. He said after two and a half years, he's demanding his rematch for the title in two weeks at Quake by the Lake in Minneapolis. He said he'll become the first ever two-time Le Champion. Mox says, Jesus Christ, God, I fucking hate you. Chris Jericho, um, you know, the sports entertaining or sports entertainer shtick is not really getting on Moxley's good side here. I hate this sports entertainment bullshit that we're doing right now. Moxley says they can take the interim and shove it up his ass. He says he is the two-time world champion. He said he used to look up to Jericho. He said in his own way, he is the greatest of all time. He says he's been everywhere and done everything. But what's become right now of Jericho is pathetic. He says he holds the AW championship, not a sports entertainment title. He told him to leave the trash he's surrounding himself with at home and carry his own freaking bag. He doesn't want the Wizard, or the Le Champion, or the King of Trademarks, or whatever your name is this week, he says. He says he wants Lionheart, Chris Jericho. He says he wants the last survivor of the Hart Family Dungeon, that version of Chris Jericho. Moxley said no one but the best should apply if you're coming after the world champion. And that was pretty much it. Jesse, we got Moxley, Jericho, two weeks for the... AEW Championship Quake by the lake. And I like that it's a throwback match. I like that there's some history there. I like the fact that Jericho mentioned that he beat Kingston because there would be a problem if he lost to Kingston and then is going after John Moxley and getting a world championship match. I like this in the interim, but my question is, if Jericho and Moxley are having a match now, what does Moxley do going into All Out? Or do we get a series of matches with Jericho and Moxley that lead into All Out?
1: It could be maybe maybe we maybe this match with Jericho is leading into um Mox's opponent coming out and interfering in that match or coming out after that match. Um I can't see them doing Jericho and Moxie twice. Yeah. They've already they've already done these guys. They this is just a, a one-off and probably a setup. I would say I would say I would say Jericho was the setup man before they bring in the closer for Mox. And and I'm glad that they mentioned, I'm glad it was Mox that mentioned. Fuck this interim crap, you know. I'm the goddamn champion, dude. I won this fucking title. I'm the fucking champion. No, it's no interim shit. I'm a champion now. When Punk brings his ass back, I'll still be the champion. I, I'm, I'm glad that he mentioned that because I, I don't... If I'm a wrestler and I'm a champion, I'm not the interim shit. I won this damn title, man. So yeah, it's, not, it's, me it's, it's,
0: not, it's not even that, bro. We, we've had promos from quite a few people. Uh, Wardlow was the one that stuck out to me most. Like, you know, he didn't want to be in that battle royal because he says, oh, I don't want to win the interim champion. I just want to I just wanna pin the champion when the time comes. Like, bro, yeah. I mean, I mean, minimize yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. don't minimize the championship. So the fact that Moxley did say that, yes, is great. I absolutely agree with you, and I'm glad that was said on TV because the title's been kind of disrespected by using those certain words on television, and it sets up a great play for CM Punk to come back and hear that, well, you're not the real world champion. Listen, I'm the fucking world champion. I never gave this shit up. You're out right here claiming right. that you're the real world champion, and then we're gonna have a champion for champion match, and I think that's gonna be tremendous when it actually happens. Right, pretty
1: much. You know, punk comes back. I never lost my title. Yeah. Moxley, you never beat me. You know, yeah. I mean, just you know, just which one is it? Let's go. You know. Now you mentioned you mentioned uh, a
0: setup for Chris Jericho. I honestly think with what we saw in the Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson match, Jake Hager interfered, causing uh, Brian to pretty much uh, pass out because of Daniel Garcia's uh, submission hold. I do think that this leads to Brian versus Jericho at All Out. I think that's what we're getting because Jericho's the obvious guy behind the JAS and, you know, they took him out. Why not go for the fucking head of the snake? I could see Brian and Jericho at All Out and hopefully I'm keeping my fingers crossed. We don't know. Tony Khan's not going to reveal his card yet. Maybe we do get Punk coming back in the time being for the build for All Out. I don't know.
1: Maybe it's been rumored, you know. I'm sure, I'm sure, you know. Everyone's targeting this day. I'm sure if, if it's a, a remote possibility, then Punk will be at all out. You know, if it's a remote possibility, I mean, if it's if he's not there, then there was just no way in hell Punk was going to be back in time for it. Then, I mean, so I get it. It's going to be an important show. It's, it's in it's in his hometown. Um, but yeah, I I, I love how Mox just. He owns it, you know, like when, when you know what I mean it, everything he does, he, he owns it just in his promo work alone. Like, man, fuck this interim shit. You know, I'm your fucking champion. And that alone, that little tidbit alone, like you just said, that's enough to start a feud with punk.
0: You know, it's it's crazy that um it's crazy to see John Moxley just so good at what he does. I even said this to myself, like he's so fucking good at what he does. When he's on the microphone, you just you just stop and listen to the man speak. There was an excerpt in in his book, Jesse, that um, he documented the the promo classes at the Performance Center in in WWE. And when he was there, and when he first got there, you know, he he thought the promo classes were lame, and people were cutting these cheesy promos. And you know, he got up there and he cut what he thought was great promos, and he knew he was a great promo. And then when he got to the main roster, you know, he was very kind of taken aback by by the main roster, scripting promos for him. And he even said, well, why do you need to script promos for me? I'm a great fucking promo. I could go out there and cut a great promo. He, you know, he, he, he didn't like that aspect of it. He didn't want that. But, you know, he dealt with it for six or seven years or however long he was there. And, and to see him go out there, bro, off the cuff every single time, nail it, the fucking realism, the organic feel he gives, the natural feel, the, the way people love him because he's just so fucking genuine. It, it's, it's a beautiful thing to see. It really is.
1: It, it is, man. I mean, shout out to Mox, dude. Looking, Living this dream, man. I I love seeing the guys who who are living miserable lives, you know, on the other side of town, and now they're just enjoying being in the ring, man. You can see the joy on his face on, yeah. and on Bryan Dan- Danielson's face, dude. It's You can just see it, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah, another one of those guys that was named in the, uh, the, the plethora of names. This week, oh, Mox is going back to WWE because Triple H is in charge. No, he isn't moxley's very
1: very very happy where he is give me a moxley, moxley is happy brian's happy it was never really argued that brian would never go back to wwe it was pretty much assumed that when brian was done wrestling he was gonna go back to wwe and go into the hall of fame
0: i could see brian going back i could see moxley going back when the times i could see jericho going back
1: yeah these guys have spots in the hall of fame waiting for them when yes. they retire bro easily we got
0: dante martin backstage he was with tony Schiavone. Uh, I liked the way the first segment flowed from Jericho into this. It was, you know, nice and concise. It wasn't rushed. So that was one of the things that I really pinpointed on last week's show. Tony Schiavone was interviewing Dante Martin backstage. He asked about facing Sammy Guevara later. Dante said Sammy has been taking too many vacations and eating grapes and getting his feet rubbed while he's been wrestling week after week after week, earning respect. He says he will have someone in his corner because Te is gonna be in Sammy Guevara's corner, Jesse. And he said Sky Blue was going to be in his corner tonight. She walked in, and they are a legitimate couple. And I have absolutely no problem at all, Jesse, seeing Sky Blue on television. It's Sky Bloody, bro. I'm sorry, what? Sky Bloody.
1: Now we don't, we uh, we don't we don't use that language over here, bro. Sky but we don't use that language. Tony Brown. Tony Brown. Brown, what, Tony
0: Brown. Booty at? me, bro, right?
1: Booty me. Where you at, Tony Brown? Tony Brown. Come on, bro. Sky Blutie is her name, bro. Get it right, man. Get it right. No, it's cool. You know, they got really nothing going on with Dante Martin right now. His partner can't stay healthy to save his life. They're kind of like trying to find some kind of direction for Dante. And, and give TK credit, man. He is trying different things and different situation he's trying a lot of different things with Dante Martin he's doing his best to keep this kid on tv and I have no problem with that none at all so if his girlfriend's a pro wrestler and she has nothing to do and you got a reason to put them together and not make it cringe I'm all for it man give both of these guys something to do I'm all for it I absolutely agree
0: mm. Danhausen. Dan Housen made his entrance. Ricky Starks. Danhausen FTW title. This was basically two minutes. Danhausen really got nothing here as far as offense but a pump kick and a Northern Light suplex. Danhausen sidestepped the charging Starks, then rolled him up for a two count. And Starks got up, speared Dan Housen. seconds later. One, two, three, and the match was over. Starks was holding his neck in pain, I guess, selling the uh intensity of the spear on Dan Housen. Two minutes and retains the FTW title. And Dan Housen's very over, but uh, it was not his night here on AEW. So, Stark's got on the microphone. Very nice, very evil, but tonight you are not absolute. He said, uh, just like last week, I have more left in the tank. So, I'm going to really keep my word this week. So, if there's anybody else in the back that wants to step up, please come on out here. So, Starks was holding his neck, continuing to sell the spear on Dan Hook walked out. Crowd went crazy. Jim Ross put him over big as the hottest kid in pro wrestling. And Taz, he's elated, as a father should be, saying that he's got goosebumps. Starks and Hook, match gets underway, two minutes, and Hook wins the FTW championship. Hook punched away at Starks, headbutted him. Suplex Starks on his neck. He then paraded around the ring. He was about to go in for the kill. Starks punched back, chopped Hook's chest. He delivered a back suplex and a hip toss. Hook landed on his feet. Starks speared Hook, lifted him up. Hook shifted into the red red rum. Starks tapped out. And that was it. Crowd popped tremendous for Hook winning the FTW Championship at the end. Jesse Starks fist bump in respect. To Hook and all was good at the end of this segment. Tremendous stuff. Like we said earlier, this was booked perfectly from Starks Dan Housen, the correlation with Danhausen and Hook, which led to Hook coming out, winning the FTW title in a very ECW like way.
1: I loved it. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, man. It was it was done right. It was the match was kept short. You know, I'm I'm noticing, you know, we we, we know Hook. Is nowhere near being a refined wrestler in the ring. No. And I'm, I'm I mean, starting he's a baby. You no know, God, dude, he's infant, you know. And I I'm starting to see, you know, a little bit of the things here and there that they're, that they're trying to hide. And it looks like it may be his selling and his and his ability to tell a um a longer story in a match. So they're keeping his matches very, very, very short and simple. Um, and if that's what we need to do until we can get his range to extend a little bit fantastic but even in that short amount of time man Ricky Starks um, made Hook look like a rock star he gave Hook a big name to defeat you know and it was I mean I, I'm just I'm 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 i am just not shocked but I'm I like how Starks um, made the kid look like a fucking killer out there you know and, and 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 still at the same time not making himself look like a chump you know I, I thought it was really done really well you
0: know, you, you mentioned Hook's matches being somewhat short and the fact that he's still learning along the way, which is, which is fine. I mean, like I said, he's a baby. But if you guys take into consideration who his father is and, you know, if you put Taz in the ring, you know, in his, in his heyday in 2022, you'd probably book Taz the same way you're booking Hook in 2022. So I have no problem with that, and we all love Taz. I thought Taz was fucking great. I, I mean, I grew yep. up on Taz watching ECW. So, oh, I mean, God, seeing yeah. him in the way he fucking manhandled people with, with him not being the biggest guy in the business, it, 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 was, a, it was a fun fucking thing to watch. And, and yeah. uh, like I said, if, if Hook is being booked the same way as his father, I have no problem with that.
1: Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a fantastic run for, for Hook as he starts to develop. Him and Taz, they got to be through the roof right now.
0: Yeah. So after this match was over... They replayed the finish and the fist bump. Schiavone, he gets into the ring, interviews Ricky Starks, and Will Hobbs is in the ring. Schiavone said he wrestled twice, and it backfired. Starks said he lost, but he's no stranger to losing, and he's okay with that. He said when he won the title, people said it was a noose, but he turned it into a tie. He said he made the most of it, and he took the leather and metal and made it into gold. He said he brought the title back to prominence and nobody in the back can say that. He said he exceeded all expectations and never gave less than 100%. He deserves to talk to the people for more than 40 seconds and goddamn he will. He said people tell him to be patient and his time will come. I don't want to hear that anymore. My time was last month. My time was last month, last goddamn year. He said he doesn't want people to say he's had a string of bad luck or it was bad timing. All of a sudden, Hobbs clotheslines Starks out of nowhere from behind. Taz on commentary X, what the hell did you just do, Hobbs? He then gave Starks uh, the, the spine buster, and Taz asked, what the hell is going on here? And then they immediately cut from the segment. Now, my only gripe with this, Jesse, was the fact that they did not let Hobbs kind of just take in, that, the, take in those boos. I wanted I wanted a, prolong, a little bit of a more long, prolonged camera shot there. Uh, on Will Hobbs, and we didn't get that prolonged camera shot of the the crowd just raining booze down upon him. I did think they rushed out of this a little too quickly, but this is tremendous for powerhouse Hobbs and tremendous for Ricky Starks because I do think on both sides of the sh- the spectrum, Starks is going to be a mega a mega baby face, and Hobbs, if played right, is going to be a mega heel.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I 100 agree, man, and 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 I think you may be a little bit right about that. I mean, just. Maybe more of a beat down, yeah. You know, more of a beat down, take in the booze, just like like you said, just let it linger a little bit longer, and I could see that for sure, yeah. Yeah, that's the only gripe
0: I have with it. I thought it could have been a little bit, uh, like you said, a little bit more longer of a beat down. Really get that heel heat on him, or just keep the camera on him for an additional ten to fifteen seconds and let 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 those booze kind of just seep into the segment. They just rush right to the next segment, which was the fucking acclaimed. I mean, we love the acclaim, yeah, but we, I we, mean, if Will Hobbs knows. just turned heel out of nowhere and nobody was expecting it, I mean, I want to keep that shot. That's just me. I don't know.
1: No, I, 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 I could see that. You know, make it a little bit more vicious. Yeah. You know, let it let it linger a little bit longer. But I mean, I, 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 at, at, up until this moment, when you put it that way. I agree. They should have made the, they should have made the beat at the least made the beat down a lot more vicious.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and does does Taz get involved here, Jesse? I mean, Taz kind of, uh, he didn't know what side to play here. Obviously he's got affiliation with team Taz, um, Starks and hook and Hobbs, obviously, but does he get involved in this? Do we see him get in the middle of this? Does he side with one over the other? I mean, or, or is this something that he's just going to take Ricky Stark's side on because he was blindsided
1: as well. And and that's the part I was talking about earlier, where they can they they there's so many different directions they can go with this from, from the from the point where they left us at this point. Yeah, you know, um, because Taz hasn't really been active as far as being like, you know, a, a manager, quote unquote, for team Taz or things like that. So is the plan for him to just stick more to commentary or or get back in the managerial role if that's the case? Is he gonna manage? That's why I say is he gonna manage Hobbs now and turn on Starks? and maybe just leave hook out of it completely cuz hook hasn't been a part of team taz at all in the last few months. Yeah. So, so it's a good question. I don't know what exactly what Taz what Taz does at this new direction because Ricky Starks does not need Taz anymore. No. And
0: it seems not like at all. it seems like Taz doesn't really have any affiliation with the name of the fucking group anymore either. It's Team
1: Taz, it, yeah, but he's not much. out there. Yeah, pretty much. So so if I so so if 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 I'm going to put Taz to work as a manager with anyone, left out there it would be Hobbs um, I think I, I think Hook would be fine by himself for right now for what he's doing which is not too much but just you know just being out there hold a title get some good matches in he'll be fine Starks is going to be a top baby face I could see Taz being a heel manager with Hobbs but again let's see where they go there's so many different directions they could go with this one man.
0: yeah I, would, I wouldn't mind that at all uh, a heel Taz with a heel Hobbs I'm yeah. for that even though I'd like to see Will Hobbs break out on his own and really kind of start develop his own promo ability, I want to see what he sounds like on his own because I mean, in,
1: in the little spurts that we've heard of him, he's been tremendously better. Yeah, but that's fine. We can get there. We can get there. Let's not toss him in there. Yeah. Let's, let's let's put him out there with Taz and have him you know work on his promo abilities as we move along. But yeah, I could see I could see Taz turn. That's why that's why I mentioned earlier about turning on hook but maybe we don't even need hook in this scenario anymore he hasn't been a part of team taz anyway no so he won the ftw title move on whatever and then just go fucking turn on starks side with hobbs and say you know what i am glad my son won because you're a piece of crap or whatever whatever but it still doesn't have to involve hook hook is off doing his own goddamn thing yeah
0: We went to the Acclaimed after this, and there was a pre-recorded promo by Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. They said that they roasted them in the gun club rap battle. So, uh, yes, if you guys watch Rampage, yes, Max Caster absolutely obliterated the gun club. Murdered. He says they're not done with them. Anthony Bowens told them to bring their ass wipes and ass cream and wear assless chaps because on Friday they are taking out the Trash Boys. They said everyone will love their new video on Friday, and I think Max Caster said within this video they will find out what type of tag team match they will be having against the Gun Club. So that is all on Friday's Rampage. Sammy Guevara and Dante Martin. Sammy Guevara is obviously with Tay Conti, and Dante Martin is with Sky Blue here. This was a really fun match, and Jesse said, and I do agree with him, at one point in the future, we will be watching these two guys wrestle for a major championship in this promotion. No doubt about it. Absolutely. They went back and forth, really uh, showing you what Sammy can do and Dante can do at the start of the match, wrestling around for a little bit. They fought up the ramp where Dante landed an absolutely unbelievable diving senton running off the stage. Guevara countered a springboard dive later on in the match with a rising knee strike. Returned fire with a tope of his own on Dante. So they were on the outside, and now they're back inside. Dante hit an inverted suplex, followed it up with a standing Spanish fly, which looked great. Full Nelson bomb, got a two count for Dante. Guevara countered another dive from Dante into a cutter, hit the go to hell, the GTH for the win. And Sammy beats Dante Martin. After the match, Guevara and Conte set up Dante for a 630 splash, forcing Sky to... You know, pretty much watch. and Stand there and watch and stand, do nothing for a little bit. She was doing nothing for a little bit. I mean, Sammy was egging her on and being a prick, but that's exactly what he's supposed to do. All of a sudden, Anna Jay ran out, and Sky finally got into the ring. But at that time, Anna Jay ran out, and she took out Sky, and she and Conte double-teamed her and beat her down. Eddie Kingston-Ortiz and Ruby Soho ran out to chase Guevara and everybody else away. So it looks like, Jesse, was still getting a little bit of the J-A-S and... Eddie Kingston's group going at it, but I don't know how you feel about that. Yo, bro, I I'm know.
1: gonna okay, so I'm gonna nitpick this segment a little bit, and because I mean, I just feel like a little nitpicking in this segment is a little necessary. Sky Blue sitting there watching as Tay Conti and Samia in the ring stomping her boyfriend made her look ridiculously stupid. For for any amount of time, her standing there. Why in the fuck are you even out there? You if, if the match is over and Tay Conti is also in the ring, you should have been running your ass immediately to beat the shit out of her. And I would have done that. As soon as the match was over and she stepped in and put a hand on him, Sky Blue should have jumped in and she should have gotten the advantage to start beating the holy hell out of Tay Conti. And then Anna J could have came running out and got the best of her, and then they could have proceeded. But a little detail like that could have meant, "Hey, Sky Blue's a fucking fighter, and then she'll get in there and kick your ass." No, she was standing there watching. Sammy's going to the top. She's-
0: yeah, I know. She was. She was just pacing around on the outside when she was uh, watching Dante Martin get beat up. Not Did even that. J- not, not even that, Jesse. Not even get in the ring and start putting fucking fists to take Conti. Get in there and cover your men. You know, like yes. they're, they're beating up on him. Get in there something. and cover, cover him like, like go on top of him, preventing the fucking continuing of the beatdown. And then Tay Conti could come over and grab a fucking handful of hair and start yeah. fucking
1: beating the shit out of her. Drag him out of the ring. He's laying there. You know, I don't get it. You know, Sammy gets in the top rope. Sky gets into the ring and then stares at Sammy, completely forgetting that Tay fucking Conti uh, Conti is right there behind her. Yeah, it it it, she, it just it just it just. Again, I know I'm going to, I'm picking this. One, no, you're not but-
0: nickpicking. I mean, th- th- this is, this is a legitimate, a legitimate gripe.
1: You know, sometimes they overlook these little, these little things. Yeah. Yeah, dude, get, get in the ring. So- soon as that, soon as the match was over, you're out there for support and for help for situations just like this. They're beating them down and you're watching. Like,
0: Johnny oh. Slice in the chat, bro. Listen, Sky Blue is not new, bro. She's not new. She's not new. She's been on, she's been wrestling in, in AEW for a little bit now. She's not new it's not new. it is it doesn't and it's matter not, has nothing with, to do with her it has yeah. it has to do with whoever
1: produced this fucking yeah, segment. they wrote that yeah they they told her to do what she did like who produced this dude like no they, they she should not be standing there watching no. for any amount of time i mean it's two on two in that regard with Sammy and Tay and you know her and Dante why are two of them jumping on your fucking boyfriend and you're standing there watching like oh oh no you're not a dancer in the stretch. You're not Miss fucking Elizabeth, dude. You're a fucking active wrestler. Get in the ring.
0: Dumb, dumb, dumb baby face syndrome, bro. Uh. Dumb baby face. I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of this fucking kind of uh, extension of the Blackpool Combat Club and JAS, bro. We, we need something new. I mean, how yeah. many fucking weeks can we see Eddie Kingston continue to go out there and get revenge on every member of the JAS? I mean, what the fuck does he got to do to these people? Does he have to legitimately fucking kill them in the streets of
1: Queens to fucking get rid of them? Tell you what though. Uh, 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 Eddie, Eddie is gotten completely over in this feud with J.S. I mean, he's always been over, but yeah. I, they I even him. more, or even more over. He is he is really fucking over right now. I don't know. I'm ready to move on.
0: I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Daniel Garcia. He was backstage. He was asked about his match with Brian Danielson. There's just something about Daniel Garcia's promos that I really enjoy. I don't know. I, it sounds it sounds like to me that this is this is legitimately him. Like yeah. that's the way he usually speaks. If I was out at a bar with Daniel, that's the way he would speak to me in public. This is why I, I, I just I just love the way he carries himself in these promos. He acts where Brian Danielson's been the last couple of months. He says he's been getting sharper and better. While Danielson was apparently. Or probably working on his garden at home with his wife and his kids. He says he's going to take advantage of Danielson because he's fresh and sharp. He said he'll send him on another vacation with his family. And he says when he beats Danielson, people will be calling him the most greatest technical sports entertainer in the world.
1: Love That's it. So good.
0: You know, that match with Wheeler Uta brought uh, Ring of Honor, Death Before This Honor was, was fucking good. That That's was so a great good. fucking match. Knew it would be. Everybody knew that was going to be a great match, but I think they overdelivered
1: on what they did. It was so good that you can you can tell. And you no, know, we said it here a long time ago, man. Daniel Garcia is the real fucking deal. It's ironic that he's playing the sports entertainer gig because this guy is a legitimate pro fucking wrestler, dude. He's and it's so it's funny, looking, I mean, look at the growth. Look, look, look at the, the growth again. Look at the
0: growth of Ricky Starks. Look at the growth of Will Hobbs. Look at the growth of Daniel Garcia. Look at, yeah. go back only a year ago to see where all three of these guys were. And I know I'm missing a couple of names. Go back and look at a year ago where Daniel Garcia was and look at him now. And tell me he's not a better performer and a better wrestler uh, this year than he was last year. It's tremendous. Yeah. The growth, this is why we love the fucking show. The growth of these
1: guys is tremendous, and, and and you can tell it's not just us, dude. We're not fucking just crazy or fans no. because Regal comes in, Brian comes in, and right away they want to work with younger talent. And who do they pick? You know, right away they went to Yuta. Right away they went to Garcia. I mean, they, they can see that these guys have it. They pulled Garcia away from the best friend of uh, they pulled Yuta away from the best friends, you know, and they put. Garcia right away with 2.0 and right away, right away with Jericho. They knew. They knew what they have in these guys. These guys are pro fucking wrestlers, dude. And they are really fucking good at it.
0: Yeah. And a lot of people were like, you got to keep an eye on Daniel Garcia. I'm like, I don't really see it yet. I'm starting to see it.
1: Yeah. I'm starting. To- it, it took bro. me a little bit longer,
0: but I'm seeing
1: it. He's good. These guys good. Man,
0: Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutz, and Satin and They were in the parking garage. They said they're real best friends in walk Chuck Taylor. I guess they were, uh, they were ma- making fun and mocking the best friends, Trent Barretta. And we got uh, Orange Cassidy, Chuck Taylor walking in and asked, why are they talking? Why are you guys talking about us? We're literally standing six feet away from you. We hear everything you're saying. And they challenged him to a match on Rampage on Friday. Trent said Sanjay doesn't have what it takes anymore. So Sanjay ranted and said he's still prepared to wrestle and agreed to wrestle. So the best friends got what they wanted. It's going to be Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutt, and Satnam Singh versus the best friends on Rampage Friday. Lethal ex Sanjay, what he just did. Sanjay agreed he got carried away and is screwed and blamed Lethal for not stopping him. I mean, Jay Lethal coming out of a tremendous match with Samoa Joe on Saturday, and we're uh, moving on to the best friends. Not really all that exciting to me. I don't know. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I don't know. What is going on with Joe? I don't know. He hasn't been know. on TV in, in weeks, and he showed up at the pay-per-view, one, and, and we still don't, we don't see him. I, mean, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, the
0: way it. Tony Khan was talking today on Busted Open, I mean, he's legitimately looking for a TV rights deal for Ring of Honor through uh, Warner Media. So, I mean, maybe they're just biding their time, and he doesn't want to pollute AEW television with so many championships. They do have to be separate brands. You know, right. Joe is great. I could see Joe on Dynamite. I, I, I want Joe on Dynamite no matter what the fucking, you know, the reason is. But they, they got to yeah. keep the brand separate. They do.
1: And also, if he's trying to get a TV deal with with uh, Warner Media, what is he doing with the Briscoes? He just signed the Briscoes. Yeah. I don't like know. they can't show up on TBS or TNT, how come they can show up on any other show that Warner Media has? I don't know.
0: I don't know what's going on with the Briscoes, man. I know you want the Briscoes on fucking TBS TNT. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know.
1: Somebody at uh, Warner Media's got a fucking stick up their ass. They need to get it out, dude. They're 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 seriously fucking over the fans with this one. But
0: I appreciate, you know, the, going back to the Samoa Joe. I appreciate that they're trying to keep the, the 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 shows and the brands different. You don't want you don't want Ring of Honor guys showing up on on AEW, and you don't want AEW guys showing up on on Ring of Honor, and that seemingly, uh, I mean, we might as well talk about it now, being that we're talking about the two differences between the shows, pretty much what Jonathan Gresham was probably alluding to, right? How many AEW guys are champions in Ring of Honor, bro? He didn't understand that Claudio was the right guy to win that championship. Whatever the the discussion was or whatever the communication issue was there, I think he may have jumped the gun a little bit, and he did come off to me like a sore loser. I don't know
1: about you. Well... So we're talking about the Gresham thing now. Okay, so I heard about his his beef, you know, and everything else. Um, does he have a point in everything else? Look, I don't, I don't know, man, because obviously Ring of Honor is very near and dear to him. I mean, clearly it is. Um, but I will say this much for Jonathan Gresham. Although he had a pouty face, the guy went out there and did business. Yes, I, I do I agree mean, with you 100%. I mean, and that's the thing. be knowing how angry he was, now knowing how angry he was, the guy went out there and fucking did business and then took his beef to Tony Khan. Yeah. So that being said, you know, much respect for Gresham. I mean, if the guy is upset about this, I mean I've I've never heard of Gresham, you know, bucking management on a system like this before. So maybe this is very, you know, near and dear to him. And I, I can see that. But nonetheless, the guy went out there and did fucking business the right way. So, shout out to him, man. Talk to the man, you know. You know, give him what he wants and make him happy, man. The guy's a great fucking wrestler. I give him shit for his height, but you know, never. No one's ever disputed his ability to work in. the No, ring. nobody, no one. So, give that man what he wants. You need to keep him, man.
0: You know what? I don't want it to turn into, and I seen some some bad eggs on social media. Oh, it's racial discrimination. It's not racial discrimination. No. Not. I mean, your tag team champions in AEW are Swerve and Keith Lee. They're two they're two black men. Jade Cargill's the TBS champion. Powerful black woman, TBS champion. We got uh uh Cesaro, or uh, Claudio, he's uh Swiss. I mean, what what racial the- discrimination? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking
1: about? No, it's it's it Rose see- is Roses,
0: your women's champion.
1: Yeah, it, it just seems like It just seems like Tony Khan is trying to put the ROH titles around notable names as he tries to sell a a TV show. That's about it.
0: And I think Jonathan Gresham jumped the gun on that. Is there a problem with communication in AEW? I don't know. I don't work there. No matter how many times people say I'm paid and I work there. No, I don't work there. I'm not paid by TK. But but if there's a communication issue, you know, there needs to be people. Christopher Daniels is head of talent relations there. There needs to be a medium between talent relations and who leads talent relations, and the fucking talent, and that needs to get across to Tony Khan. We can't have you know this amateur fucking style backstage, just fucking wild, wild west free for all. You know, it, it's not going to be a good look for AEW and whoever yeah. may want to join the company in the future. So if there's a communication issue there, I, I don't know. But as far as everything else, Jesse, what you said is correct, and I've I've said this for a couple weeks now. I think he jumped the gun because TK was looking for a, a TV rights deal and is currently looking for a TV rights deal. And Claudio is the man that you want at, at the top for that, not yeah. Gresham. I don't yeah. think Gresham was going to be an attractive champion for Tony Khan to lead Ring of Honor into a TV rights discussion with Warner Media. And, and secondly, yes, he did do business. But, you know, I think he really has this superiority complex. I mean, it, it, that, that's the way I've seen it and how I interpret it because – Let's be real. He he inherited the championship, and the brand closed down. That's not his fault. That's not anybody else's fault but Sinclair and whoever was – Joe Coff, or whatever the fuck his name is running Ring of Honor at the time before TK bought it. But right. he, he had a dead championship, and it was a dead brand before Tony Khan announced that he purchased Ring of Honor. Could there have been better creative plans? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We, went, we went from Tully yeah. to Prince Nana to Turning Heel, and he came out with, uh, you know – he wasn't a heel. He didn't really react as a heel on, on Saturday night. I mean, he didn't no, do he nothing pissed. heelish to me.
1: He, he didn't come out in his gear. He, no. He was
0: pissed. So, no, I mean, there, there, there's just a, a lot of miscommunication there. And then the fact that he was holding a championship that had no fucking value before um, the sale anyway. Like,
1: I mean, it's not really it's, something that he's got to make into a big deal. Like, well, I, I, Okay, so if, so if, if I'm going to get into it and break it down, Gresham did just turn heel. Um, so I don't think he should have been losing the title right away. Now, that's not to say that Cesaro shouldn't have won the match, I think Cesaro should have won the match. But if you want to really get into it, um, I think this would be one of those things where you probably should not have booked this match. I mean, this is probably not the right match to book because Cesaro was not in a situation to lose. And I could see how Gresham probably shouldn't be losing right now either. So, oh, so what, do you, Cesaro, what do you do? The champion, I'm sorry? What do you do then? We do Lee, well, Lee Moriarty well,
0: versus Jonathan Gresham on pay-per-view.
1: Find him another opponent, man. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know. We, we got to start from scratch on that one. We'll find somebody. Don't get me wrong. The roster is fucking bloated. But find somebody, you know, credible that, that Gresham can beat start your Claudio feud and maybe have Claudio chase for a while. He is the baby. Face. I, I
0: do agree with that. I do think that it, it did play out a little rushed. I think Claudio winning his first world championship did deserve a little bit more of a bill that uh, the fans yeah. could get invested in for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Give, give, give Gresham somebody to have a great match with on a great match with on Saturday, have Gresham win and then while he's celebrating, out comes Claudio to start that fucking feud right there.
0: Well, to be fair, we don't we don't know if the TV rights deal discussions are, are like, in process now, how soon that's going to be announced. I mean, it could be announced right. fucking two weeks from now. We don't know.
1: Right. Very true. Very true. Like I, like I said, I mean, again, I wouldn't have booked the match. And, A, I wouldn't have booked the match, first and foremost. It's starting in there. Second, I don't think that Tony Khan is going to get or not get... A TV deal for Roh based on who the champion is between Gresham and Cesaro or, or Claudio, sorry. You know what I'm saying? It's, so not yeah, not, yeah, not to say he, that it doesn't he, he, matter. Not, not to say it does, not to say that it doesn't that it, it, it doesn't matter who the champion is, it does, but we're not talking about Gresham versus you know Jericho. You know, we're not talking like household name versus a nobody. I mean, we are talking about Claudio versus Gresham. It's not. It's not that big of a difference as far as household name uh, notoriety and things like that. So I don't know. Don't book the match. Don't book the match. I mean, if 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 you seriously think that, well, we'll give you a deal because Claudio is a champion. So so, so
0: let, me, let me let me get this straight. You're asking Tony Khan to not book the best Ring of Honor show possible when right now all we're getting is four
1: or five shows, if that, a year. I could, I could, you could book a better match, dude. They didn't put any build to that match with Cesaro and Gresham. They could have gotten a better build and gotten a better match out of that. Cesaro was not the best and only pick for that match for, for, for Gresham, though. They didn't even put any build into it.
0: Well, who's to say Cesaro wasn't in the, or Claudio wasn't in this role from the get go? I mean, he came in to fill in for Brian against Zach Sabre Jr. and got put into blood and guts. Who says that was even the role for him then? Maybe this yeah, was the be- original role that Tony Khan was going to
1: give him against Jonathan Gresham, and it just played out backwards. It, 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 maybe if there was the plan for him to go up against Gresham and beat him, I would still say it was a little bit too rushed. I mean, again, the guy just got here. No, I'm not even talking about
0: that. What, what, what about the plan to originally make him the Ring of Honor champion? Maybe that was the plan from the get go.
1: But he's got to come in and beat Gresham, right? Yeah. And should, you know, again, the guy just got here, and you want to, I mean, you want to beat him right away? I don't know I mean I could I have no problem with Claudio being champion I think it you know it should be but maybe and I I didn't even I didn't get into what, what what Gresham's beef was but maybe the guy had a had a point of like you know this guy just got here I'm losing my first big title defense can I get a defense can I I mean all of the champions are all AEW guys can I do I get his point I mean, I think it's right that Claudio was champion and now if if Gresham is saying, "Hey, can I get some work out of this? Can I get, you know, a, a longer few out of this? Can I get a, de- a defense out of this?" If that's was if that was his gripe, then I could understand that, man. Like let him chase for a little bit. I don't, I don't know man. I, I,
0: for some re- for some reason and I have nothing against Gresham. Uh, I mean, everybody can, you know, pinpoint his his heights and you know, he'd never make it in WWE, which I'm firmly behind. I don't think he'd be anything in WWE. He's yeah. got a very limited ceiling. I think he jumped the gun here and said Bon Voyage to fucking uh, Tony Khan a little too quickly. I, yeah. I, I'm in the boat of, you know, and this is, this is typically, I'm, I'm usually on Jesse's side. I'm usually what Jesse says is what I'm saying. But Tony Khan just purchased Ring of Honor. He want to produce and, and give out the best product possible. I don't see how Jonathan Gresham being your world champion is putting the best product out there. Claudio is going to have your best. You got Claudio, you got FTR, you got Wheeler Yuta and you got Mercedes Martinez. And Samoa Joe. I mean that's yeah. a, that's a great nucleus of fucking champions right there. You got Claudio is an XWW guy. So uh, Samoa Joe, XWWE guy, FTR, uh XWWE tag team. I mean they're all they're all known names inside the wrestling community. You want to you want to sell this fucking promotion as deserving of a tv deal you got to do what you got to do bro and i just feel like jonathan gresham isn't really playing ball thought he was bigger than he was thought he should have been treated a little bit better but realistically he's world champion of a brand that doesn't have a tv show and barely has four shows a year what the fuck did he want did he want to go on aew dynamite and take up tv time from aew rosters you're a ring of honor employee not an aew employee
1: I could, I could, I could see it. I mean, I, again, I can see a little bit of both sides. If you watch my streams at all, then I mean, you know that I'm really not the biggest Gresham fan solely because of his height. And I want, I want everyone to know, watching me who might not know, that I mean, I'm not a WWE like, oh, you gotta be huge and built and sweaty to be a wrestler. That's that's not that's not what I am. But at the same time, it's gotta be a limit, bro. I mean, the guy is very, very, very short but but the thing is Jesse, you know a
0: lot of people and Jordan Grace even said it too um you guys defend Adam Cole, but you're not going to stick up for
1: my husband, but that, that, I mean again again, Gresham is very, very Gresham is much shorter than Adam Cole.
0: yeah Adam Cole is not what, five foot four.
1: yeah I mean the Adam guy is five10 mean, the guy the, I mean he is he is literally the shortest human being on the roster. I mean, negative one gives him a goal for his money in the height. I mean, that I mean, I'm I'm sorry, bro. That's, I'm dead serious, man. I mean it's it is not and it's not to say he shouldn't be wrestling, but it is hard for a non-wrestling enthusiast to suspend their disbeliefs when it pertains to a Jonathan Gresham standing in the ring next to a Lance Archer. You know? I mean, I get it. I get it, dude. But I mean, the guy is extremely short. Extremely short, you know. But I and when I watch him work, it's just hard for me to get past that height difference when you see him working with whoever he's working with in the ring. I don't
2: know,
0: man. I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, it, it is what it is. Hopefully, he gets hopefully it gets sorted out. Hopefully, he gets worked out. I mean, he he's very good at what he does, but I, I do think that it got taken to uh, another level. And it really didn't need to be taken to another level. I think I could see definitely both sides of the story, but I do think he jumped the gun a little bit. And uh, yeah. I, I do think that he gave up on something with great potential to go somewhere where nobody's going to fucking realize he's even there. So I don't know. Yeah, I can see that,
1: man. I can see that. It gets frustrating. It does. Maybe kool will prevail and they'll work this shit out. Yeah. Know?
0: Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. That was the next segment of the show. Want to check the chat? We got 2,400 plus. Thank you for making us number one tonight in the IWC. 865 likes. Let's hit that like button, guys. 1,000 likes minimum on today's OTS Dynamite review. Get those super chats in. We're going to hang out at the end of the show. And make sure you guys hit that join button as well. Uh, We are going VIP only on Sundays when we do the flagship show. So if you guys want to be a part of that great community there, hit that join button. Become a VIP right here on Off the Script. Jungle Boy came out. He was uh, with Luchasaurus, interviewed by Tony Schiavone. Schiavone asked Jungle Boy for his response to the nasty, disparaging things that Christian Cage has been saying about him. Jungle Boy took a deep breath, grabbed the microphone and yelled, Christian Cage is the biggest pussy I have ever met in my entire life. Take that, TV 14. (laughs) So fans chanted pussy, pussy inside the uh, arena. Jungle Boy says he... Watched him come out for weeks and talk all kinds of bullshit about his family. Says he, he's now the most relevant he's ever been in his career. That's not even close to being true, but I, I get where Jungle Boy's coming from. He said he took his tail and ran as soon as he came out. He says he doesn't get why he's so angry. He said Christian is still upset that he threw him out of a battle royal a year ago. So for someone who's been wrestling as long as he has, that shouldn't have been a big deal. He said he lost out on a bonus payday, but now understands why he's so upset about losing on, losing out on this bonus payday. He says because his wife divorced his bitch ass. Taz says, oh, that was rough. Shivani asks what happened with Luchasaurus. This is what we all came here for. You know, just like all the bad guys in the movies with the turtlenecks and the small pricks, he says. I mean, what do you think happened to the wife? So, Jungle Boy's going for the fucking fatality here with this fucking promo. Christian needed someone to protect him. He said he thought Luchasaurus would protect him, but all Luchasaurus was, was doing, uh, all Luchasaurus was doing was making sure no one got to Christian before I did. Jungle Boy says he can swing a chair at his head and he can take it. So, three years ago, he was standing in a dirt hole with his Uncle Dave and a shovel as he watched the tears fall into the dirt and turned to mud as he was burying his father with his own two hands. Jungle Boy kept talking and talking and talking because this was a very sentimental moment for him. And on the big screen is Christian Cage. And Christian is interrupting him as he's talking about his father. Christian cut off Jungle Boy and said, he threw away his momentum to remain Jungle Boy's lapdog, talking about Luchasaurus. So the next thing he's going to do is drape a body bag over Jungle Boy, Christian says he won't have to worry about him disrespecting his father anymore because he can cozy right up beside him, because he's going to lay him out and pretty much bury him next to his father. So Jungle Boy might have the monster because he still has the advantage because he told him all of his secrets. So I don't know what he he made he made a motion like he was going to fucking smoke him, like he was uh, he made a motion with his fingers like he was going to smoke a joint. Christian Cage, but. Um, he says at the end he's going to prey on Jungle Boy's weakness. I thought this was great by Jungle Boy. I thought the promo was probably the best promo he's cut as uh, as an individual act on no, AEW television. But, man, Christian, man, you know, can you get any more slimy of a fucking heel prick on pro wrestler, in a pro wrestling uh, environment than Christian Cage, bro? My God, man, he's fucking killing whatever role Tony Khan has asked him to play here. He's great.
1: Yeah, he he was... Jungle Boy was signaling for christian's uh wife to call him yeah he's, he's it wasn't like a smoke he oh, like, oh like, okay okay it okay. was like it's like call oh, me
0: i thought it was like uh he's gonna smoke him or something i don't know
1: no which i thought was weird because like you know we know you with anna j we we just saw your girlfriend like look, fucking 10 minutes ago man. it's okay but that was weird
0: But we talked about this earlier. Um, Again, we like like Jesse said, it's probably going to be more of a wait-and-see type of approach with this. Um, Luchasaurus could still turn on Jungle Boy, which I kind of am leaning towards as far as where this is going. Um, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, to me, there really isn't much that they can do or, or there's not much left for them to do as far as tag team division. They've reached the pinnacle. They were tag team champions. They didn't really ascend to that next level that, I thought, everybody, that I, I thought everybody kind of was in the same boat as we uh, that they were going to get. But, you know, I, I feel like Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus maybe going their individual ways is better. And we got this great Luchasaurus heel package, this great heel presentation. All of a sudden, it got taken away from us. I just have a feeling something's going to happen between now and when Christian and Jungle Boy get in the ring, Jesse. I do think that he's going to end up turning to the dark side. And I do think the secret that Christian's talking about is something to do with Luchasaurus, because like you said, he's been very quiet.
1: He hasn't yeah. said anything. He didn't say anything tonight. And he came out wearing black. Yep. Still wearing black. Said nothing. Said nothing. He hasn't really he hasn't said anything at all, has he? No. Period. Like from the original nothing. term, from nothing. So. Yeah, I, I think this is a, still an ongoing thing. Um, How long they take this. Uh, How long they carry this out. I don't know. Um, To the to all out. I don't know. I kind of want to see Luchasaurus go ahead and complete his turn and see what they do with him, though. Maybe we get uh maybe we get Christian versus Jungle Boy at Quake by the Lake, and then we get
0: Luchasaurus turning on Jungle Boy, and we got Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus at all out.
1: Could be. Um, as long as, we'll see, if Jungle Boy is gonna come back and face Christian, then he's gonna need to go ahead and win. Yeah. Face Luchasaurus, need to go ahead and lose. Perfect. Yes. Okay. Yes. Perfect. That's, that was my mentality, guys. Yep, that's perfect. Yep.
0: So we'll see what happens with that. Like I said, more of a wait-and-see approach. Uh, the secret, Alex Russell, one of my mods. The secret is through Anna J, Christian is motioning a J in his mouth. I could see that. That's why I said it looked like he was smoking a blunt. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, he was telling, telling <laughs> <me about
1: that>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't he, know he, man and listen he, he he was just he was just re, he was just redoing what Christian did when he was telling like his you know his his mom to call him he did the same thing to his wife to call me
0: and, and listen the the little things that we pick up on when it comes to AEW, Jesse and I are really good on, on on that most of the time but uh it was brought to our attention via the the segment tonight that jungle boy was actually wearing the jacket that Christian draped over his uh, lifeless body after the one-man concerto
1: so I thought that was a nice touch too same one, so it's so all the storytelling, man. And um, I I do think Luchasaurus could. I I I think the vibe of Luchasaurus being healed was 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 a good feeling, and I think yeah. they're gonna continue with that one. So yeah, I
0: I, so. I I think I, I think Tony Khan is pretty pretty in on that too. So we'll yeah. see what happens. Uh we got Brandon Cutler holding the camera for the Young Bucks backstage, and um, apparently they were talking about the trio's championships. Got a trios title tournament coming soon, and they're looking for a partner, or they're wondering who their partner could be. It could be Omega. We don't know. But they walk by Adam Page. Matt Jackson was kind of timid to talk to Adam Page here, said for the longest time, man, we've been looking for you. We want want to talk to you. And all of a sudden, the Dark Order showed up and wished him a happy birthday. Today was Adam Page's birthday, so happy birthday to Adam Page. It's also Triple H's birthday. So happy birthday to the new boss, man, Triple H. Look at that. Share the same
1: birthday. Yeah.
0: So Adam Page is there with the Dark Order. Dark Order shows up, wishes him a happy birthday. John Silva had a plate with broccoli on it instead of cake. The Bucks began to walk away because, obviously, the Dark Order were uh, there surrounding Adam Page, and they walked away kind of awkwardly. So what what do you think they're teasing here, Jess? You think you think Adam Page ends up joining the Bucks for a trio, or do we maybe get Omega
1: coming on in because Adam Page is going to team with the Dark Order? I don't know, but here's a part where... Um, BTE might play A little easter egg for us Um, A a couple of weeks ago At the end, at the very end of BTE Which is normally where they do Their easter eggs or things like that um, They had Matt uh, Write a long Apologetic uh, text message To Hangman About how they need to fix things And get back together and everything else And Then he deleted the whole text and didn't send it they, they showed it to us, him writing the whole text and everything else and what it said, and basically, you know, them getting back together, but then he deleted it. And that was a couple of weeks ago. So, um, I don't know, maybe that was a little Easter egg. Maybe they are going to make a little trios run, but that that would give Hangman something to do for sure.
0: Yeah, I could see it. Or I I could also see
1: him teaming with Evil Uno and uh, Johnny Hungy. Yeah, Dark Order doesn't need Hangman to be a trio. They already got a trios. Yeah. And, and and as far as I'm concerned, a a, a, a a winnable team as far as the trios titles go depends on those trios titles are so important. I don't even think that everybody really understands it because they could float. Those trios titles could float between the mid card and the upper card at any given point. You know, depending on 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 the trios they were talking about, it could be in the main event picture, it could be in the mid card picture. We have plenty of mid card fa- fantastic mid card trios teams. Yes. So it, it will be fantastic. And I, and I think when, when Kenny comes back, they're going to be involved with, with Adam Cole and Kenny uh, whenever Adam Cole comes back and things like that. They still got the Jay White situation floating, too. So maybe they do, do maybe they will do the Bucks and the Hangman. Who knows?
0: Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm very intrigued by uh, what, what is going on here, especially with Adam Cole and the Undisputed Elite coming back uh, next week as well. And uh, I don't know if Adam Cole is going to be cleared to go. I don't think he is. But Kyle O'Reilly is going to be cleared to go. And Bobby Fish, I know, is cleared to go. So... They will be back on TV next week, so it's definitely going to develop into something interesting, and this could lead to something with Omega coming back as well in that major storyline that Dave Meltzer had uh, thrown out there that was in the dirt sheet, so we'll see what happens. Tony Neese and Smart Mark Sterling against Swerve Strickland. This was a handicap match, and we have Swerve going over here. This was uh, basically... An NXT black and gold match on AEW Dynamite, which is always a great thing to see. Swerve came out. They showed uh, the angle where Swerve smashed a cake in Sterling's face last week. They showed uh, Lee watching backstage. And Swerve distracted, uh, or Sterling rather, distracted Swerve at ringside, giving Nice a chance to come at him. Swerve saw him coming. Sterling grabbed Swerve on the ring apron. Nice yanked him onto the apron. Uh, Swerve eventually finished Sterling off with a leaping sidekick to the head. That was pretty much it. Tony Nice was only in this thing to kind of go at it with uh, Swerve for a little bit. And then Sterling was in there to obviously eat the pin. So Swerve wins in seven minutes. Swerve was celebrating. And then they showed Josh Woods standing over Lee, who was knocked out backstage. Nice hit Swerve from behind with the tag team title. Nice held up the tag team belt and then threw it on to swerve in disgust so it looks like josh woods not really familiar with josh woods i do think he was a part of the ring of honor brand if i'm not mistaken somebody correct me on that
2: but no no, no, no.
1: I, I got you josh woods is a aew dark original sir is he okay there you go no, i don't know not, uh he's, he's not a dark original uh, I, I i is he not i don't know i don't know who he is no he's not but he was on dark and he got very high tackle ratings very is, high on josh woods on our stream yes. really Yes. Oh god. Yes, look. This guy looks like a fucking killer, dude.
0: So apparently, I mean, he may be teaming with Tony Nice or here
1: or he may be signed to uh, Sterling Enterprises here. Yeah, Josh Woods. Josh Woods has he has something, man. He has something. Something special, dude. For sure. Well, if Jesse says he's
0: got something special, then you got to believe Jesse when he says he's got something special. I don't know. He knocked out Keith Lee. Took uh took Keith Lee out. So it looks like we may be getting a Nice Woods. Uh, Collaboration here against Swerve and Keith Lee for the time being before they probably move on to FTR
1: because they're ranked number one in the tag team division. So Josh Josh Woods brings a sense of legitimacy to his matches, dude. You got to watch this guy work; he's really good.
0: He lost the pure. Yes, I knew, I knew, I knew he was familiar. He did lose the pure championship to to Willa Yuta at uh, SuperCard.
1: Yes, yeah. I I wasn't really high on him there. Oh God, just just he'll grow on you. All right. Take my word for it. Take, take chat. Take chat's word for it. He'll grow on you, dude. He's fucking good, man. All right. We'll see what happens there. Uh, also, shout out to Swerve. Swerve unblocked me, bro. Look at that. Must be nice. Maybe somebody went to bed for you. Who knows?
0: I don't know. Maybe. We appreciate yeah,
1: that, probably. though. Yeah.
0: We appreciate that.
1: Kevin, yeah, no one still has me blocked, by the way. just Well, maybe yeah. you deserve it. Maybe, yeah,
0: maybe, yeah, maybe that's it. Well, well, listen, bro, you'll be watching the product now with uh, with Paul Levesque taking over, man. Maybe, uh, maybe all this positivity that's emanating from you will get you unblocked.
1: Yeah, maybe, man. Maybe I
0: don't know. So it looks like we may be getting FTR and uh, Swerving our glory at all out, which I'm here for, no doubt about it, because FTR is ranked number one in the in the AEW tag team rankings, and Dax made that very well known tonight on Twitter. So we'll see what happens. House of Black. Malachi talked about Miro. Brody King then talked about Darby. He said he made an example out of Darby because he can, and then he's there to beat him in his own game. He challenged him to a coffin match. Let me know what kind of flowers you want on your headstone. I love that last line. What I don't love, Jesse, is the fact that Tony Khan continues to go into these blow-off feuds, these blow-off matches in a feud with Darby, And it's always got to be a... How many coffin matches have we seen with Darby Allin, bro? Too many. Too many. Uh, It's too many coffin matches. Why does everything need to result in a coffin match? They've all pretty much been produced the same way. Nothing's crazy. Nothing happens. The ending is usually a botch fest. I don't get it.
1: Yeah, somebody's going to get fucking hurt.
0: Somebody's going to get hurt in this, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Uh, I mean, so I don't mind seeing them again. But we gotta stop going to to the to the same thing over and over again. Coffin it, matches it, with Darby, fucking the the Luchadors getting their masks ripped off. I mean, come here's on, the thing: bro.
1: the 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 more that we do things, the less important that yes. they feel. Yes. If we had a coffin match once a year, at All Out or whatever major pay per view, it would feel special. You know, we get them every other month. Not special anymore. Remember last year when
0: WWE gave you three Hell in a Cell matches in the same fucking week? No, no. That's a no, no. I don't understand it. You wanted to save this match for all out? Save it for all out. Do a burial live match. Remember the burial live matches with Mankind and the Undertaker Classics? Go that route. Do something different. We're going to get the same black coffin coming out there that he's had against everybody else. Ethan Page had a coffin match. Andrade had a coffin match. Who else had a coffin match? Jimmy Havoc had a coffin match.
1: Coffee matches. Coffee. How many has Darby lost? Has he lost any? I don't know. I'm not keeping tabs. Me, I don't remember either. I don't know. But it I mean, I don't know. If he's already losing his own specialty matches, it's not quite his specialty anymore, than are they? No.
0: Well, the Undertaker lost uh casket matches. It's not really that big of a deal. I, not me. I think he he hasn't lost many. Who was it? One. Hey, he lost that one to Yokozuna in 1994. Oh, Yokozuna, dude. Get the fuck.
1: <laughs> He lost to Kane. That wasn't that was an important one. Yes. He lost to Kane at the um wait, no, that wasn't uh no, he lost no 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 no, no, no. he lost uh Shawn Michaels because of Kane. Yes at the at the at the rumble. That's right. Okay. I don't know. Kind of uh kind
0: of just over the coffin matches. Maybe we can move on from that, but we're getting it anyway against uh Brody King. So that's that. Thunder the Rosick. Okay. Thunder Rosa versus Miyu Yamashita for the AEW Women's Championship. Jesse, you watched Yamashita on Dark with Thunder Rosa. What was your first impression of Yamashita when you watched Thunder Rosa and Yamashita on Dark?
1: My overall impression of her is that she's good. She's very good. My overall impression of the match, it was okay. It wasn't bad. No, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. I mean, it wasn't perfect. You know, there were some issues. I mean, but at the same time, it was some lot of it was a lot of good spots. I Man, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Um, it was nothing I'm gonna go back and watch again, maybe because of the ambiance and everything else. Um, wasn't a fan of the outcome, but all in all, the match was fine. A lot like it was tonight for me. It just I mean, I take that back. Tonight was a little bit smoother than the last one. It was they didn't get they didn't get as much time, but tonight was a little bit smoother, like they got a few of the kinks worked out. If that makes any sense,
0: yeah. And I could see that being the case. I mean, they were given about yeah. ten minutes or so. Um, yeah. We all love Thunder Rosa, but I, I, I don't think I was as blown away as people said I was by Yamashita here. Uh, it's not like a Takeshita thing. I think Takeshita kind of blew a lot of people away with just his his in ring work. I, I wasn't blown away by Yamashita here uh, against Thunder Rosa. She did look decent in front of a new audience. I will give her that. And yeah, Ken- and, and yeah, and Kenny Omega defended her on social media because, I mean, just the filth that resides on Twitter is, is disgusting. Uh, he praised her and the work that she's done so far and the fact that she's made it to the United States and is getting put in this position against Thunder Rosa. He gave her some advice on social media and said this about the negative fans on Twitter, and I quote, even with a few visits... She's had overseas. She's already been introduced to how ignorant and pathetic the know-it-all fans on social media could be. Ignore them and show everyone just how obvious the difference in skill is. The true supporters are also watching and supporting you, end quote. Uh, I agree. So, so Omega has been very critical of the American fans for their re- reactions towards um, pretty much everybody, uh, especially, you know, someone like Yamashita. He's defended Emi Sakura, Yuka Sakazaki, and Shida and Riho. You know, fans are toxic. It is what it is on social media. But never to the point where it's got to be taken to those levels. I, I don't think I really was blown away by what you brought to the table, Jesse. I don't know, I don't know. It, it, nothing, nothing really stood out to me. It's like, oh my God, I gotta go watch her wrestle again.
1: Yeah, I know. Keep going. I'm kind of freezing. Keep going.
0: Yeah, um, I so, I don't know what you guys... I mean, I got hit up in my inbox on Instagram and on Twitter. You got to go watch her. You got to go watch her. I, I don't know what, what you guys in the chat think um, about Yamashita. It, it didn't do anything for me at all. So, we got Thunder Rosa and Yamashita here. A little technical wrestling to start. Rosa, Rosa eventually dragged Yamashita to the apron. Uh, Yamashita was able to sweep Rosa's leg out from underneath her. Rosa avoided a big running knee, landed a shotgun dropkick. Some chops on the floor. Yamashita came back. Kicks through commercial break. We come back from commercial. Rosa hit her corner clothesline, slingshot, knee drop. Followed her up with a running drop kick and rolled in light suplex. Yamasha returned with some high kicks, and then they traded forearms in the center of the ring. She hit another high kick and hung on to a Cazadora for a German bridge for a two. Yamashita fought out of a fire thunder driver attempt, hit a, hit a big step-up kick, followed by another kick. Rosa grabbed the ropes for a, a near fall. They traded roll-ups, Yamashita hit a big kick combination before Rosa avoided a uh, move and a rising knee, and Rosa then hit a roundhouse kick, went for the Fire Thunder driver, and that was it to retain the championship, one, two, three. It was It was just there. It you was know? fine. It was, it, was uh, fine. It, it is what it is. I mean, it wasn't bad. It's just I'm not invested in Yamashita, and you can't really blame me or fault me for that because... Nothing was said about her coming into this show. No video packages, no hype packages, nothing but highlights from dark about what Thunder Rosa and Yamashita did overseas. I- I'm sorry. You know, I I-, yeah. I I want better for the women's championship. I do.
1: No, no, I, I agree. The reason it sounds like you're speaking of it is like a, uh, it was fine, but it- here's, the- here's the but. The-, the but is we don't want to see Thunder Rosa doing this. All we want to see is Thunder Rosa and something with some meaningful story behind it. Give her a good opponent and they'll they'll put on a great match. Not worried about that at all. But can we get something for her to sink her teeth into? Something interesting. Something that can involve some promo. Something that can involve just something we can sink our teeth. Something different. Something edgy. Something, I mean, let's, let's do something. That's why I'm... Every week, and I hope the right people are listening. I would turn her heel. I would turn Britt Baker babyface. I do a double turn. Her and Jamie Hater turn them both babyface. Turn Thunder Rosa heel. Get her some heaters. Bring in the the renegade twins, and give them a little mini faction, and let the see Thunder Rosa give a little edge out there. I'm pretty sure she's gotta be frustrated with the storytelling being told. Let are voice their frustrations and you know, in a heel promo once or twice, man. Let's do something different with it. This this shit's not working right now.
0: I mean, if this match was so fucking uh, oh my god important, it would have main evented the show. Yeah, you got Brian, you got Brian and Daniel Garcia wrestling over nothing, wrestling in the yeah. main event, and the, 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 Yamashita's coming in from fucking Japan against Thunder Rosa, your women's champion, and it's the co-main event of the show. If it was so important, it would have main evented the show. And, yeah. and Tony Khan is putting Thunder Rosa and Tony Storm. In a tag team match next week against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. Does something come out of that where we get a potential main event or a potential championship match for Thunder Rosa going into the Quake by the Lake? I don't know. I still don't even have a clear vision
1: or, or picture of what Thunder Rosa is going to be doing going into All Out. For all we know, we're going to get fucking Britt Baker again. We don't know. We don't know anything. There's just no, right now, we don't know what's going on past this match we just saw with the, you know, tonight. So what's going on with the women's champion right now? Nothing. The same
0: fucking thing that we act every week, Jesse. No, we don't. We don't know.
1: No, I mean, we it's, don't ju- know. it's
0: just there. I
1: don't, I like don't it, know, man. I, I just, I, I just, I just, I just don't like it. It's she's in the ring. She's wrestling. She's putting on good matches. Great. We just want to see her with something to seek her teeth into. Maybe it's leading there. Maybe it's getting there. They, they, they were setting up this. Thunderstorm tag team out of the blue. They made T-shirts. It felt like something they were building up quickly to break apart. Maybe they were gonna do the. Maybe they were gonna do a heel turn there. I don't know. Let's see where it goes. Maybe they're working on them now. Maybe it's not an overnight thing. We've been saying this for a while. Maybe it takes time to put you know some effort into it. So let's see.
0: It was just there, folks. It was nothing. Uh, if you missed it, you didn't really didn't really miss much of anything with Thunder Rosa and Yamashita. Uh Hopefully, we can get something a little bit more substantial going into next week's show and going into these major shows. We got a couple of major shows coming. We got Quake by the Lake. We got All Out. We got fucking Grand Slam coming up. It's got to be something in there that's going to have us say, holy shit, you know, the Women's Championship was a great fucking feud. It was a great storyline. Yes. Great match. Hopefully. Yes. Correct.
1: Something, man. Something. Please.
0: Rampage on Friday. Matt Seidel versus Lee Moriarty. Ethan Page versus Leon Ruffin. Anna Jay versus Ruby Soho, and Jay Lethal sat in him singing. Son, Jay Duff versus Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends. Sounds like a missable Rampage episode. Dynamite next week, Undisputed Elite Return, Thunderstorm versus Bret Baker and Jamie Hayter, and Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. More matches to be announced on Rampage Friday. And then Quake by the Lake, we already got John Moxley versus Chris Jericho announced for the AEW
1: World Championship.
0: Daniel Dude, Garcia. I'm sorry.
1: One second. I, I see people trying to fantasy book Jamie Hader into a BBC. BBC. It says BBC into BCC. I'm telling you right now, I wouldn't do that one. If I'm putting a female in the Blackpool Combat Club, I'm putting Serena Deeb in there. Yeah. Serena Deeb is a is a is a is a brawler. See, she's a fighter. She's a. I will put Serena Deeb. She's in a wrestler. Yes. Blackpool Combat on. Club is all wrestlers.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I like that. Who's putting Who's putting Jamie Hayter in the BBC? Is that a
1: new group? I think so. <laughs> no, it's not a new, group, new, group. a new, new stable coming to AW? <laughs> That's not a group. Well, I guess it's a group, you know. It's a, I guess. You so. know, a, a couple of... Yeah. Get
0: your mind out of the gutter, <laughs> geeks, okay? Come on. I know it's an easy one to fucking fuck up here, but I, I, I give that on air, but... I mean, come on, come on. Daniel Garcia versus Brian Danielson. This match was fucking great with a huge, huge upset. Danielson, so great to see Danielson back. He just brings a level of importance to AEW, brings a level of importance to Dynamite. Everything is just amped up when he's there. He's one of those guys that the crowd instantly reacts to, and it's just a great environment to watch. So him being back is tremendous for Tony Khan. And Tony Khan is already alluding to that AEW is going to be at full strength very, very, very soon. So whatever that means, we got Brian back. That may lead to Punk coming back. That may lead to Punk and Omega coming back. It's going to be a great deal. And with all those guys, maybe MJF is back. We don't know. So hopefully so. So Danielson took it to Garcia, tacking him right at the start of this match, laying in some ground and pound. Garcia gained an advantage, sent and hard into the barricade on the outside. He then exposed the concrete by pulling up the pads next to the ring. He took too long to pull up the pads, and Danielson laid in some yes kicks, a big running knee on the outside. Danielson landed a missile drop kick, landed hard on his back, and they sold the head and the concussion injuries, Jesse, and they focused on... They focused on one geek in the crowd. He had this, oh, my God, shock face. His Brian hurt again. And then Jericho is claiming that he came back too soon on commentary. Look, look, I was right all along. Look at the face on that mark
1: in the crowd, he's saying on commentary. I think they did this so well. Yes, it was beautiful. I I think a fan would have saw these reactions and got worried. I think any insider would say, oh, okay, he's fine. They're they're working it. He's fine. He's good.
0: Yes. Perfect. And, And you know whose idea this probably was? Brian. Brian. This was all Brian. No doubt about it. Oh, yeah. yep. So after the missile dropkick, they, they uh, played into the head injuries, which is the reason why he was out for the extended time he was. Garcia capitalized on this, laid in some strikes, uh, and Danielson was able to hit a step-up corner, uh, you, know, you know, his step-up uh, flip over the top and then run the ropes yeah. and then go for the big clothesline. But uh, Garcia took control by sending Danielson into the steel steps on the outside, threw him to the outside. DDT on the concrete, he's in control. So Danielson was busted open at this point. That's two Blackpool Combat Club members that were busted open tonight. It's their thing. So he was busted open. He tried to make a comeback, but Garcia was uh, just all over this. Fought on the top rope where Danielson gained the upper hand. Big avalanche back suplex. Danielson laid in some kick combinations before hitting the yes kicks. Danielson was about to kick Garcia's head, and then Garcia counted into a rear naked choke. Danielson escaped, and... He applied the cattle mutilation, which looks fucking ridiculous, before transitioning into a tiger suplex for a near fall. Love Taz, the human suplex machine, on commentary saying the tiger suplex is one of the most difficult suplexes to attempt, especially at this late stage of the game in this match. That's why I love Taz on commentary.
1: No, the, the, my favorite, my favorite thing about Taz is when he's calling matches, dude, is that he will call out the exact fucking move that's being done. He will call out the technical fucking move, the origin of the move and where it hurts and everything. He's so fucking great at what he does, Taze. Love him. Garcia
0: caught an elbow and laid in the hammer and anvil elbows of his own. No effect on Brian. Brian returned the favor. He hit his own, and then he hit a regal plex with a bridge for a near fall. Garcia countered the Busaiko knee into a cradle, hit a fisherman suplex for a two-count. Danielson cradled Garcia... Garcia slapped him. Danielson returned the favor. Another big strike exchange between the two. Danielson then hit the Busaiko knee, went for the little bell lock, but Garcia made it to the ropes, forcing Danielson to uh, recover and get back on the offense. He did a running knee. They went back into the ring. Danielson's foot was grabbed by somebody hiding under the ring, and he came through the ring skirt. We didn't see who it was. So all we know was that they were wearing black. Garcia... Caught Brian because he was distracted by this individual who we don't know at this point. Hit a pile driver. I think of all the moves that you're going to do to Daniel Bryan or uh, Brian Danielson, I don't think a pile driver is one of them. Please. Garcia hit a pile driver, locked on a sharpshooter in the center of the ring. Danielson passed out for the biggest win of Garcia's career. He beat Brian Danielson in the main event of Dynamite, and he looked fucking fantastic doing it. And Brian put him over big time. In this match. After the match, it was revealed that Jake Hager grabbed Garcia's foot, getting back into the... Or Brian's foot, rather, getting back into the ring, and the Jericho Appreciation Society celebrated to close the show. Awesome, Jesse. Looks like we're getting uh, Brian and uh, some form of the Jericho Appreciation Society continuing their build into All Out, which I think is going to result in Brian versus Jericho at the pay-per-view.
1: Bro, Brian is fucking buried now. He's worth nothing. Oh, my God, man. He's worth nothing to the company, bro. Jesus He's, fucking
0: Christ, bro. You might have just him to banish
1: him to dark, bro.
0: He's going to be in catering for the rest of his time. He's
1: done. He's done. They got to book Brian to win every match at all times, bro. Yeah. This was great, man.
0: Brian's first match back in what? Two months, two and a half
1: months, and he loses? He opted to lose and put over Daniel Garcia. This is great. This, 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 is, this is what I like to see, dude. I like to see... Really good fucking wrestlers go out there and have really good matches with even better wrestlers, but win. Yes. It's amazing. They both look good. They both look great. And what are you gonna remember more? Brian just beat another guy or the, the night that Daniel Garcia beat Brian fucking Danielson in the main event, dude. Shout out the fucking Garcia, man. He's 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 on the come up, man. He's looking great. He's looking really, really good. Yes. Guys, that is uh that is all we got for
0: you as far as the actual post show review. And like we usually do, we're gonna go over the super chats in just a little bit. I want to thank you guys for making us number one in the IWC tonight. Whomever was live, you chose us ahead of everybody else, man. We need 20 likes for thousand minimum on OTS tonight. Super chats are open, and if you guys want to join the channel memberships. Become a VIP. We do VIP-only chats on Sunday night during the flagship show. So if you guys want to be a part of that great community, you need to join the channel and become a channel member right here on OTS. And also hit that subscribe button down below and turn on that bell for all notifications. Let's start enjoy, at the top. Enjoy my channel. Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, show yourself. Go ahead. Here you go. I'm going to put a message in the link. Just click on my name right here. There you go. Join me for Mondays and Tuesdays. Dark watch-alongs. Fun times we hang out. Fridays are starting to grow. We do Rampage watch-alongs. Join me live three times a week. I guess four times. I kind of come here sometimes, too. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes.
0: All right, guys. Let's start at the top with our uh, super chats here. We got Sinister Classic with a $5 super chat. Ricky Starks. <sighs> Ricky Starks is the rock of the of AEW, bro. Come on. Come on, man.
1: Uh, unblock me. You, Todd, I'm, I'm sorry. Finish that super chat. Bro.
0: Heel Hobbs versus Babyface Ricky will be great. The trios belts were just sitting there. How long were they there? OTS for life. Well, today was the first time that we've... Seen them unveiled, sinister, and please do not mention Ricky Starks and The Rock in the same sentence. I Man, Ricky Starks is Ricky Starks.
1: Yeah, no, he's, 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 he's his, he's his own character. He is not a ripoff or a Rock Junior. He's no, he is not like The Rock to me. He has a ton of charisma. So does The Rock. So does a ton of other wrestlers. That's about it.
0: Sinister, classic with a five dollar super chat. What do you and Jesse think of Jeff Hardy coming back from rehab and turning on Darby and staying along with Matt and changing up his style? Long as he's clean. long as he's clean. Tony Brown said-
1: with a four suit. We- I'm sorry. Somebody yeah. said I blocked him and to unblock him. I, I don't know who it was. Him. I saw that oh, earlier today, too. Is it Todd? Twiley. Twiley? Yeah. On Twitter?
0: Maybe. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I, I really I, I don't block people on Twitter for, for, for no reason. I really don't. And I, I think harder before I do it. So if I blocked you on Twitter, it's probably going to stay that way.
0: Tony Brown with a four ninety nine super chat. Always excellent wrestling and some meat. And yeah, with some Blue. booty meat tonight, Tony Brown.
1: Mm-hmm. On the brought, brought, brought a little bit of a little bit of meat with it tonight. Yeah, Sky Blue. Sky Take Conte. not Sky Blue did not have her best her best booty impression shorts on.
0: Oh, oh. what what a what a terrible look she had, huh?
1: Yeah, it's terrible, man. That's, that's god awful. Poor poor Dante Martin.
0: Elite soldier with a five dollar super chat. Hey JD, do you think the main event was a passing of the torch moment given Brian Danielson's injury status? OTS for life. No, it was just somebody who really believes in the younger talent on AEW. It wasn't a passing of the torch in any way. Not
1: torch. He's not done. No, no, but you gotta you, you, you gotta make some of the other guys look good if you want to continue to look good yourself.
0: Yeah. Harv with a four month membership. Yo JD and Jesse all. Watch this review later after I wake up. Today, I'm from the UK. I'm glad to say I was there before the start of the Starks era. There you go. As were we. Thank you. Thank you for four months, Harv. Jabril Mohammed with a 499 Superjet. If Taz doesn't side with Hobbs, we need to pair Hobbs with Christian immediately. That's gold if you ask me. OTS for life and after. I can see Christian managing Hobbs.
1: It can work too if he doesn't get Luchasaurus, man. Yeah. PW Mania posted a story about um, the Team Taz night that they had tonight and basically said with all of the injuries and the the things going on around AEW, Tony Khan just pretty much made three stars in one night. Yeah. To help fill the gaps in the void. I totally agree.
0: I thought tonight was a very, very well booked show.
1: Hologram with a 20.
0: Bomb. Thank you, Hologram. I love hookers, not prostitutes, just saying. Sorry, I've been gone. Needed to touch grass, or in this case, I felt the need. The need for speed. Keep killing it, JD. Always OTS. Thank you, Hologram.
1: Is he top Gun yet, man?
0: Uh, I have not. I have not.
1: You saw the original, right?
0: I saw the original. Braves fan 89 with a $5 super chat. Hey, J.D., this is my first official super chat. I've watched you for over two years, and I absolutely love OTS. Thank you for what you do, OTS for life. Thank you, Braves fan. I love the name, bro. Thank you, man. Todd Twiley with a $2 super chat. Is MJF only missing because CM Punk is injured? Probably, um, yeah.
1: probably, yeah. They probably would have closed this up a little bit sooner. Yeah, but yeah they're probably just holding now and waiting for them to come back.
0: Who's better than MJF right now? Yeah. He's at home with his cat, his girlfriend, watching Dynamite, getting paid. Paychecks coming in. Yep. Jonathan McGardle with a 999 Super Chat. Why does Hook's hair look like he just got out of bed? Because he's fucking Hook, man. Because he's Hook, dude. What? Hook. Hook. hook, please, hook. I wish I could look like that when I roll out of bed. No
1: question, Hook like
0: that, man. Nobody greater podcast for the 499 Jet. Hey, J.D. and Jesse, can AEW not do a buried alive match or something? Kind of tired of the cliche Darby Coffin matches. Should still be good, though. Yeah, I agree, bro. I agree very much. Robert Lamoa with a $5 Jet. Here's another detail. When Jungle Boy was talking on the mic, Luchasaurus was giving him that death stare and bulking up behind him. I did not I see that.
1: Oh, I saw it when he he got of position himself right behind him. I thought he was going to grab him. Really? At the at the end of it, yeah, I saw that. Huh?
0: Listen, man, I still think it's coming. Yeah. Johnny Slice with a twenty bomb. Thank you, Johnny Slice. Love tonight's show. Vince leaving will help not just the E, but also the Elite. Dynamite gave me that Monday Night R- uh, War fear feel. TK stepping it up after last week's mess. Drinks on me to all my fellow hookers, he says. Thank you, Johnny Slice.
1: Yeah, we could be looking at a, a, a revised version of the quote-unquote Monday Night Wars. Yes. Instead of the same night, we're just going to get it in the same week. Like, how was Raw this week? Oh, let's see if Dynamite can catch up to Raw. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good for the fans.
0: DJ Foot Clan with a $5 super chat. Starks and Garcia should be pushed to the moon after tonight. They're on their way. Don't worry. I was
1: going to say the same thing. They're on their way.
0: <laughs> They're in that rocket ship. Head in there. Don't worry. Sinister Classic with fight $5 Didn't mean to compare Ricky to The Rock. Just saying he's a spitting image and has the charisma. He's going to be a great world champion in AEW. I get what you're saying, man. But uh, I'm going to refrain from calling him uh, Rock Light or he takes influence from The Rock. Ricky Starks is Ricky Starks, man. He's great on his own and he's his own man. And he doesn't really appreciate people comparing him to The Rock, even though it's probably an ultimate compliment. He wants to set himself apart and not really have that stigma about him, which I appreciate. Um, Deshaun Peace with the 499 Super Chat. Who faces Seth at SummerSlam? I, could, I can't see him not on the card. I got Johnny Wrestling or Wyatt because they need that buzz. Yes, the news Doing today something. was the the news today was Matt Riddle is taking out of SummerSlam against Seth Rollins, which was probably the only match I was looking forward to outside the Usos and the Street Profits on uh, Saturday. But if I was in charge, Johnny Gargano would definitely be up there, because um, you know Triple H is in charge now and probably called Johnny Gargano the fucking moment he got in there. Oh God, yeah. And uh, which he would be a fool not to. Um, I actually put out there, Johnny's probably number one. Um, I could see Solo Sokoa, being that we had that little crisscross between Roman and Seth. They're not done yet. Maybe it's a great way to introduce Solo Sikoa. I said just give Carmelo Hayes the call-up. There's no doubt in my mind that Triple H is about to call up Carmelo Hayes. I just know for a fact. That would be great. Call him up. Another open challenge. Carmelo Hayes has already claimed that he wants to wrestle Seth Rollins at WrestleMania, so why not do part one at SummerSlam, and maybe at WrestleMania when it's a little bit more important. Let's do an open challenge. Give them 20 minutes. Have it be the best match on the show. Introduce them to the main roster. Boom. Star made
1: need to bring back Cross of the Scarlet, too. That, too. I, I see that happening. And Parker Boudreaux. Yep. And, and fucking um, um the big, the thick boy.
0: The big boy. Thick, thick boy. Oh, thick boy. Bronson Reed.
1: Yeah. Get his ass back.
0: I don't know why people are saying AJ Styles. How many times have you seen Styles versus AJ on Raw? Come on. I Seth. love AJ, but I don't need to see a match that I've seen eight times before that one. Already.
1: No, they got something special planned for Seth because they already took it to social media. with yeah. the Triple H replying. To so they got something going on in, in their in the pocket. For Seth.
0: Yeah. They need a hook for the show because the show pretty much largely sucks.
1: So yeah, I'd be to say it's you might be right, bro. It is literally another WrestleMania show. Now yeah. we get Seth with a yeah. mystery opponent. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I hate I hate being right all the time, man. Really. Now we just need Naswalt
1: to be Cody. I know he's gonna come back early.
0: Jesus fuck! Imagine that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, Did I say Styles versus AJ? Styles versus Rollins. Yeah, yeah, you did. yeah. Um, Johnny Slice with a five dollar super chat. Um, and a ten dollar super chat. Jungle Boy saying the p word automatically made him a jungle man. Uh, Luchasaurus will still turn on him. I think Cage might visit Luke Perry's grave. Bossman, Big Show style. Can't wait. I'm all for it, man. Take it to the next level. And uh, Johnny Slice also with five in Super Chat. Absolute and Powerhouse 7 was great. Was a huge ECW guy. And can't believe all these years later I got such an emotional promo about the FTW title. Very ECWS, bro. Loved it. Yes. Um Thank you, Johnny Slice, and thank thank you, Deshaun. Sinister, thank you as well. Tony Brown with a 199 Super Chat. You and Jesse are IWC champions. Thank you, Tony Brown. As always, bro. Tony Brown. Thank you. Dro Dividian with a four ninety nine super chat. JD Triple H aka Birthday Boy. Please call this man Killer Cross, not Goldberg. To face Seth this coming Saturday. I think you are right. Wow. Get
1: Cross back. Get Bronson Reed back. Get Parker Boudreaux back. These guys under the Triple H had really bright futures ahead of them. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's Killer Cross on Saturday, though. I think it's either Carmelo or Johnny. R.A. with a 199 Super Chat. And a 199 Super Chat times two. Write this down. Christy Hemi. What about Christy Henry? Haven't heard that name in, in years. And then he says, Popeye's chicken. I'm not a fan of fast food, bro. Why are you writing down Christy Henney? I don't know. AEW for life with a five in UK. I think the Anna Heel turn is best for her. Her charisma will shine through more. I just wish she explained in the promo why she left the dark order. Ooh. We'll see, man. <laughs> We'll see, man. Right now, uh, we're not off to a good start. Yeah. Bushy Clementine with a ten dollars super chat. Gresham isn't a bad talent. He's a good worker, but it just doesn't make business sense to put a strap on a guy that has no draw. Maybe he thinks it's the whole indie vs. big name debate. I said my piece, bro. I don't want to. I don't want to sit and talk about Jonathan Gresham anymore. I really don't. Israel with a fifteen month membership. Hey, J.D., what happened to the beer garden? Are you ditching it? I still think T.K. ain't booking Thunder Rosa right over all the women. I agree with Jesse. What happened to the beer garden, Israel? I paid for the original venue as well. I could use the original venue anytime I want. I didn't even feel like using the beer garden tonight. Also, Thunder Rosa, yes. Um, I hope for the best with the women's championship, as Jesse and I had uh, talked about
1: earlier. Yeah, yeah, it needs to be treated a little bit better, man. I, there's there's the rumblings and talks of oh, Thunder Rosa should lose the title. If she loses that title with the run that she had, it would be a complete out and out failure.
0: Yeah, her run would not be uh, a couple of good matches thrown in between with uh, Tony and Deeb, but it would be an outright fucking failure. Yeah. Um, Israel, thank you so much for the 15 months, brother. Nicholas Allen with a 499 Super Chat. Rosa entered AEW under similar circumstances to what Yamashita did tonight, built from social media. Also, no to Britt Baker in the title picture. Well, you know it's coming.
1: It's coming. You know keeping, it's coming. Keeping Britt Baker out of the title picture is like keeping Charlotte out of the title picture. Yeah. Which is fine. But it, but in, in this sense, though, with AEW, it's fine. Just make it more interesting. And I think, I think if you turn Britt Baker full babyface and Thunder Rosa heel, you can give us the same feud, different dynamic with a fresh look.
0: Yeah. I agree. Um, Awful Grim Bones with a $5 super chat. I got AEW tickets for my 14-year-old brother and I as a birthday gift for the July 31 show. Uh, for, uh, for my July 31, but the show is August 3rd. We can't wait to see our first AEW show. Awesome. It's gonna be a good show, man. First show, they usually put on a banger. Live. Christy Hemi just did an interview with Ring the Bell, and the interview will be released after SummerSlam. All right, what's the scoop? What did it say? What's the fucking scoop? Did she get molested by Vince McMahon? Was she paid off by Vince McMahon?
1: I mean, I heard the name floating around amongst the controversy, but yep. nothing confirms, so I'm not going to drag a name out there until she confirms anything. Man.
0: Chris Phoenix becomes a new member. Thank you, Chris Phoenix. What are you drinking tonight, brother? Uh, Israel, AJD, and Jesse, you still have to think we will get a Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa match for a third time. I think this is a rock and Austin like rivalry. No. I don't want to see it again.
1: Oh, we're gonna get it again.
0: I know we're gonna get it. I don't want to see it again because I know how it's gonna end.
1: Well, again, we might get we get healed, Thunder Rosa, and I mean, it, just make it just make it interesting and different this time around. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Johnny Slice with a five dollar super jack, great surprise ending on
0: Dynamite, and great OTS fellas. Also love that Piper shirt. Got to find one on eBay. Stay red, Johnny Slice. Yeah, I. Normally, I take these types of shirts off because there's yellow and it clashes with the green screen, but I didn't really care. It doesn't look too bad, so it is what it is. It's beat up, but I love it. Uh, Mike New York with a $2 Super Chat. Bring back Wardlow. Make TNT title great again. I'm sure we'll get Wardlow, bro. Wardlow cut a promo on last week's show. He's, he's waiting open challenges, man. Yeah, he's good. We haven't seen him in a little bit. It's good. It's good. Robert Lemo, with a $5 super chat. One swerve, Strickland turned on Keith Lee. I would pair Private Party with him and former stable. No, no. Now, Private Party's lame. Yeah, they, 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 haven't, there. they haven't grown at all since joining AEW. They're the same Private Party from three years ago. How many teams have passed them by in the tagging division? If anything, if anything, I'd, I'd bring back fucking uh, Hit Row. If that's the case. Matt
1: Hardy apologized for them on BTE for holding down the career. I'm like, that's a shoot. There you That's go. A shoot. Yeah. <laughs> and butcher and blade. That's yeah. a shoot. That's a complete shoot, bro.
0: Wild stallion seventy seven to turn out super jet. Then women's tag belts coming to an AEW TV near you. Well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to dump you, Wild stallion. I'm gonna have to get you out of here, bro. Um,
1: man, if they, man, if if this guy has Mercedes and Trinity in his back pocket, man, just. Bring just design some women's tag titles to look as closest as to the ones you can that they had in WWE and just bring them in, already holding the titles to defend. Yeah. Groundbreaking. I mean, I don't want them, but if you're gonna do it,
0: that's the way that to would, do
1: it. That would be fucking great, man.
0: Vernon F becomes a new member. Vernon, what are you drinking, brother? Thank you so much for becoming a VIP. Magician Sapphire would fight out Super jack. Great dynamite time. I love the main event. A 180 from last week's main event. Still not a fan of Eddie Kingston losing another big match. OTS forever, he says. Thank you, Magician. Yes, it was a much better show on last week. Much better. Flowed better. Still could slow down just a tad. Will Hobbs should have had uh, a little bigger of a moment for that. heel turn, let it breathe a little bit, a little fixated on him. Maybe a little bit more longer of an attack. But other than that, very good. Captain Solo at a $5 super chat. He leaves me a YouTube emoji con. That says critical hit. It's a little controller guy. Thank you, Captain Sulla. Awful Grimbones Bones with a $10 super chat. I would take my brother to black and gold NXT. He only knows the good stuff. Can't believe I'm turning 32 this Sunday. Been here since 2016. Love these reviews. Thank you, Awful Grimbones. Bones. We're happy to have you here, man. That's a long fucking time. Six years. Yeah. VIP in the house. Awful Grimbones. Bones. Thank you, bro.
1: What do we think about... Um... WrestleMania being at Lincoln Financial. I will be in Philadelphia. I will
0: not be going to WrestleMania, but I'm holding a huge meet and greet in Philadelphia.
1: Yeah. Well are we gonna are we gonna be fighting the weather out there, man? It's gonna be close. I don't know. It's gonna be close. Hopefully, uh hopefully global
0: warming global warming kicks in. And we got uh, a nice eighty degree day on that on the on April whenever, April 6, hey, April 7. Yeah, I know, right? Um, Danny Baker with a $20 Super Chat. What's up, J.D. and Jesse? Good A W Show tonight. Appreciate the podcast, guys. Both y'all have a good night. Cheers with some Knob Creek Single Barrel Reserve. Ooh. Sounds fucking great, Danny Baker. You speaking my language, bro. R.A. with a $199 Super Chat. Hashtag N-D-A, you goon.
1: So you know something that I don't know. I, I, I don't know, R.A. I guess so. Maybe she... If she got an NDA, I don't expect her to say too damn much then.
0: Robert Lamoa with a $5 super chat. Do you guys think we will get a forbidden door between AEW and WWE? Um, It should not be talked about right now, Robert Lomoa, but I said this on Sunday's podcast. If there is anybody in that company that is willing to work with AEW, it will be Paul LeVac.
1: Yeah. If, if, again, he said it earlier today. Just right now, just give it time. Yep. Triple H's plate is full. It is full, but give it time. We'll see. Maybe they can build some, some kind of, you know, relationship. It'll start off somewhere. Maybe it'll grow. We don't know. But for right now, he can't fix NXT, Raw, SmackDown, and the whole roster in one week. Give him time. Chris Phoenix with a $10 super chat, Liquid
0: Death, and what y'all think of Wardlow versus Powerhouse for the TNT title at AEW All Out. Uh, I am, uh, I'm for it. I don't, I think that may be too soon for that match. And, uh. I do expect that to happen soon when we get Hobbs established as a heel, but clearly he's got to go through Ricky Starks first, or one or the other, the other way around. And Liquid Death, man, it's my drink of choice every night on the streams. Good man. And then we got Captain Solo with the final super chat of the evening. Thank you guys very much for supporting the show. Who has the better booty, meat, Bailey or Sky Blue? Bailey. I'm going to take Sky Blue just because everybody's going to say Bailey.
1: there's a reason why everybody's gonna say Bailey. Yes. (laughs) Because it's Bailey.
0: Yes. So there you go, Captain Sulla. Appreciate you, bro. And I appreciate all you guys as well for all of the love here tonight.
1: Hey, let me tell you real quick why it's Bailey. Because we're talking about Bailey's booty meat and she don't even wear shorts. Now, she don't even wear short shorts. I've never seen her wear short shorts. Sky Blue wears them all the time. And she's in the same discussion with Bailey. Bailey.
0: There you go. Jesse has spoken. Jesse has spoken. The booty meat is no, going no. to Bailey.
1: If we'll ask Tony Brown, we we'll have him weigh in on
0: Yeah. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you all for hanging out tonight. Uh, thank you guys very, very, very much for all of your supports on the podcast. We love each and every one of you. And we're about to get out of here. I will uh, see you guys again on probably see you tomorrow for some extra, and then I'll see you live on Friday. It's going to be a big smackdown, guys. Paul Levesque is uh, in charge, so who knows what he's going to bring to the table on Friday? We could see something new. We couldn't, you know, we couldn't believe this happened. Monday was not really that vastly different from what we usually get. Friday's probably going to be the same thing, but the little subtle changes, they may be apparent just like they were on Monday. So we'll be watching that underneath the microscope. So join me live Friday on SmackDown. We'll do the live stream from the venue. Also, make sure you guys follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for all notifications. Hit that join button. Hit that thumbs up. We got over a 1,000 tonight, 1,000 likes. So thank you guys very much for all your support there. And go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Tons of content and some of the biggest podcasts that this channel has produced in the last week or so. Man, With Vince McMahon retiring and Triple H taking over as head of town relations and head creative in WWE. Guys, I need two things from me. I need those guitar emojis. I need those Mustang emojis in the chat. And I need that music on max. I'll see you guys tomorrow for some extra and live Friday from the beer garden right here on OTS. Thank you guys so very much for everything. I'll see you live Friday. for Smackdown.